wait for my cab outside. Want to dance? What? Dance. You know, dance, you, me, here, now. This isn't a place people, people don't dance in a place like this. You took my love and now Come here. I'm not going to change my mind. I know that. Just want to get one dance with you, that's all. Yes, but destined to catch on. You'll see. Soon people will be dancing everywhere. Okay, hello and welcome to another week of TV Donut. Uh, the show where we pick a show entirely at random. We watch the pilot, we watch the finale, and we try to figure out what happened in the middle. And if there was anything worth watching there. My name's Piers Ray. Joining me as always is the lovely Saskia Werner. Yes, hello. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Any yeah. of those? Well done. And the also lovely Hannah Davies. How are you, Hannah? Hey, I'm good. Great. Happy season two finale. Yeah. Another year come and gone. Another season. Another season. And another gem of a show. This, oh, what a, <laughs> what a great capstone. Well, before. The end of the okay. year. We're watching Moonlighting. Yes. It's a known fact that Saskia is a hardcore Bruce Willis fan. For a long time, my favorite actor of all time. Yep. It's completely nuts. Uh, that is baffling, but... It's the only thing that would be weirder if you said it was Nick Cage. Which is Eric. Oh, yeah. Really? FYI. Legit? Pretty oh, God, sure. yes. Wow, we need to have that fight. Holy okay. crap. Are you... Oh, what? He is a diehard. 100%. Huge Amazing. 100%. And I just want to say, for the record, there are Nick Cage movies that I really love. The Rock, and all the way, for all sure, the way. that'd be one of them. Uh, I really like Gone in 60 Seconds, I don't know why, but I just do. Never seen it. Um, and there are definitely movies that I like that Bruce Willis has been in as well, right? Like Pulp Fiction is one of my favorite movies, so I'm not saying I hate Bruce Willis, but I'm just saying it's. I find it weird that you think he's the greatest yeah. actor of all time. Okay, so when I was watching this episode mm-hmm. i sent you both a message and that message read this is batshit crazy <laughs> i want you to guess before we get into feelings discussions anything about this show i think you gave me a timeline to that or was that just to me what scene was i watching when i said mm. this is what scene lost me <laughs> it was that early in the pilot i'm guessing it was the moment when Sybil Shepherd's character Maddie wakes up at home in the pilot, and her chef is smashing all of her finery, oh all no, of her ceramics. Wrong. Okay. That shit crazy. I'm gonna say it was the moment when he met her, when Maddie. Bruce when, Willis, when Bruce Willis, uh, David, David Addison, Addison. Uh, met Maddie in his office, and he told her she, that she was a March girl. Oh, he's a big creep. <laughs> he's such a big little creep in this show. It's great. It was one. The scary man burned a hot dog yeah. to get them to tell oh them oh my God, yes. what he wanted to know. Oh, that was the best interrogation A scene. giant hot Massive dog. sausage. Yeah. Like a massive sausage. At that point, I think it's just a sausage. That shit crazy. That was a great moment. That was, that was a great That was a great moment. That, that was, was a great moment. fucking ludicrous. But I was trying to assess it. Was he heating something up and then he showed the sausage searing to show how hot the item yes, was? Yes, He was threatening to burn them. But not with the sausage. Yes. No, no, no. With the thing. No, he with, the burn them with the stove top element. He was using sausage as a representation yes, of, of their skin. Flesh. Yes. Let's get into what the... What kind of gangster 
does that? That's so stupid. And not only that, he just takes her word for it. Oh, the hot dog scared you? Okay, now I think you're telling the truth. That is... That's illogical. They decided. They decided that she it's was. It's an easy the truth. enough thing to check up on. Yeah, the thing. Okay, let's get. Let's let's start at the beginning. I we like are getting way did. too deep into this. To I just wanted you guys to guess. All right. Can so, I read this? Not there is also. Pilot? Yes, please. Pilot. Uh, when did it air? March third, nineteen eighty-five. Smack dab in the middle. After an embezzling accountant leaves her penniless, ex-model Maddie Hayes decides to sell the few failing businesses she still owns, among them a detective agency, but private-eyed David Addison wants to keep his job, so he persuades a reluctant Maddie to form a partnership. Their first case gives them a little to go on. Maddie gets a broken watch from a dying man. Pretty from great. a dying man. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, he was yeah, dying. Yeah, he was dying. Right. That's right. Breathing he was still, dying. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, he hands it to her. He yeah. takes oh, it yeah, out of his mouth. On her. Yeah, that was so disgusting. <laughs> that could have been another guess besides the two ones that you guys came up with, which were not great. But there was the... like at least five more batshit crazy moments, including that whole clock scene. It's see, a... I thought you said that you were only, t- well, to see, I, my thinking was because no. you said you were only 20 minutes in. I'm like, oh, it must have happened at that point. No, I said. But it was a different sentence. He was, Bruce Willis was only 20 seconds into talking and I already hate him. Oh, I don't think I ever read it that way. That is what I said. And every word he said made me hate him. I his his like first monologue I did hate him for. Like when he's just talking at Sybil Shepherd. He talks like he's been snorting cocaine twenty four seven, don't you think? It's the late eighties, he has been. Who talks like that? So my name is David Addison and your name Maddie is Hayes. Maddie Hayes and Don't I know you? No, I don't think we've met. Nah, wait a second. Can't fool me. The eyes don't lie. Not these babies. Photographic. See something once and it's locked in there forever. Really? I didn't notice anything locked in there. No, no. Change the subject. You're looking at a bloodhound. Once I'm on to something... I'll get it. I'll get it. All right. You might have seen my picture somewhere. I knew it. No flies on you. Nope. They certainly aren't. Whatever that means. Now then, when I came... What are we talking? Late 70s? The year's a little fuzzy for me, but I will bet the house that you were a Miss March. A Miss what? Miss March. A Playmate of the Month? What, about 1976? I can see the whole layout in my head. You like jazz. Your favorite movie was Jonathan Livingston Seagull. You wanted to help underprivileged kids. Am I right or am I right? I mean, I can see the whole layout in my head. And if you don't mind me saying so, you are even more beautiful now. Here. In my office, completely dressed, almost a decade later. Wow. So... Listen, bub. Knock that high school locker room grin off your face or I'll knock it off for you. I'm not Miss March, Miss May, or Miss anything else. For your information, I am Ms. Madeline Hayes, and I own this dump. Madeline Hayes? Madeline Hayes? You're Maddie Hayes? The Maddie Hayes, the blue moon girl? Blue Moon Shampoo? Sure, Blue Moon Shampoo. The only shampoo with milk, honey, and a tablespoon of moon beams in every bottle. Sure, you're her? That's you? The girl in the bottle, the girl from the ads, the girl that was everywhere? Oh yeah, he's a he's a real creep. He's all, like, he just natters on nonstop. He's like a real, she's supposed to be a charmer. He's supposed to be like able to charm anyone. Is his character? Like he was yelling all his lines and every. Single I don't know what's wrong with you guys, but one. I of told you I love this show. The joke. Oh, he's a he's a charmer. 
Oh, I don't through and through. All of his jokes were rule of three. It was like, but, but, uh, but, uh. Yep. It was like, example, example, example. I found it so boring. I don't know. I, uh, I, I liked how, how quirky and strange it was not what I was expecting at all. I had no <laughs> idea what to expect going into this. And this show tried something and it tried to do something different. And it tried, like, the pilot especially is so filmic. It um, is. Well, that... it was 90 minutes long. Yeah. We should, we don't yeah. think we've said that. And it stands, it's it's better than the finale, for sure. The finale does not feel like a finished episode, but the pilot's like, okay, there's a and few... And we should also say cookies. there's only six episodes in the first season. Yeah. So that's a really short first season. Felt very procedural to me. Especially it is. The, I think the, the whole thing is. This is a procedural. Every case. I'm going to warn you right case. now. The quiz is pretty limited. I have this week. one donut question. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't have one either. Yeah, it's a new case of the week each time. Yeah, and the overarching thing is really is just the only, will they my won't. My biggest their relationship and question chemistry. Did you feel it? Yes. If you don't like Bruce Willis, though, do you feel chemistry? Because that's what the that's why it was so hard to cast him. They had to, like, the guy, the creator had to really fight for Bruce Willis on this. Glenn of, Gordon Caron? Uh, I've got him right here. can't read my own handwriting. Glenn Gordon Caron. Yeah, Caron. Caron. Depends where he's from. And uh, Roger Director, the director of the pilot, I believe. Anyways, uh, he had to fight. They, they auditioned thousands and thousands of people, and... Uh, I've heard different numbers. Someone say they've auditioned 3,000 Bruce Willis picks. Some say he did 2,000, found Bruce Willis, and then had to audition another 2,000 before the execs would approve it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But that's an insane number of actors to go through. Looking for someone, basically, who they think Sybil Shepard could believably fall in love with. And no one believed that she would believably fall in love with Bruce Willis, but I, I get it. He's so unlike anyone you'd expect to see her with. especially And you can... St- She's an amazingly beautiful woman. She is. Yeah. And I think she's a she's a good actress. And as all well. those photos yeah, she is a good actress. on the wall, like when we first see her, are all pictures from her history, right? And her modeling really? and everything. Yeah. So that's all really her. That's so funny. You're not like photoshopped or anything. I was I, I actually wrote down as they were panning by that wall of her photos, I'm like, somebody should fire this art department. These photos are terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, this is the best they could do for yeah. a, like a high grade I mean, model? at least some of the magazine covers were definitely genuine because I recognized them. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Was that a real Rolling Stone? Uh, probably. That's crazy. Probably, yeah. So she's, So I'm wow. a huge Civil Shepherd fan. I don't know if you guys know, but she had a sitcom in the 90s, early aughts, that I watched religiously and what loved. Was it? it was called Sybil. Really? Yeah. Just about her? It was about her and her ex-husband and their daughter. Um, yeah, super funny. I really liked it, and that's how I know her. Of course, she was in, you know, she's been acting since she was a young teenager, and she's in that movie, the classic... With Jeff Bridges and the Last Picture Show. That yeah, called? that's it. Yes, yeah. you guys know movies way better than I do, but I know she's in it because they watch it on Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. Love her. Uh, in terms of chemistry, like it's hard for me because they legendarily hated each other. Yes. Yes. And it was so in the press at like, and I was around for that. So I just see. His character irritates me, mm-hmm. and I just get this weird feeling like he's just playing himself, 
And that's oh, totally. why she is, hates yeah. him in reality. And that's why I can't because go for she's it. she's acting and he's just being Bruce. Yeah, but also because it. if he's that kind of a dick IRL. Which he is widely known to be. Yeah. Well, if you believe Kevin Smith, I which do. we do. <laughs> I absolutely do. Two out of three of us do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think he's a, a, yeah, I don't think I would like him as a person. Uh, right, but as a hero. Yeah. With oh. many much distance between you. Yeah, and I probably can't. his characters even the, the way. It's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I think characters can be very separate from the performer for sure. Yeah, art, artist, classic distinction. Yeah. Just uh, like seeing him as, for example, in Pulp Fiction. Like I don't watch that movie and think like, oh, that's Bruce Willis. Like, no, Danny Moore's husband and you know father of these three people that I saw in Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, and that, that's how I think of, that, of him now. Right? Like the way he was in that audience. I'm like, seriously, dude. But when I see him on Friends, your yeah. second most favorite show ever, I'm like, ugh, go it's away! Hilarious. It's a bunch of You're winking so nods gross to and Bruce weird. Willis. Yeah, yeah, like, ugh. but then there's Die Hard. Like, it's it's complicated. Die Hard filmed in the middle of this. That is our um, yes. my relationship status with Bruce Willis. It's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. Okay. So let's I'm not, gonna better, say no on the either. chemistry because I know they didn't like each other and that ruins it for me. When but in that. So yeah, I was going to say, in the finale, they definitely had a better, I kind of like the vibe a bit better. See, yeah. I thought, for me, the strongest moment between the two was in the hotel when he was like, when she said, I'm surprised you didn't try to take me back to your place. And he asked her, would you have gone for it? And they exchanged, like, both of these, like, super subtle smiles. I'm like, she totally fucking would have. Yeah. yeah. And well, the, that's also the acting, but I totally bought the chemistry. I really disliked scene. near the end of the episode when he was like... That was the old me. I'm not going to be like that anymore. Like, it was just so, like, I don't know. I didn't buy it. It's, I, I it's... bought him more and more as the show went on. Like, the first 15 minutes, I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then there was, like, <laughs> but, I mean, I was half sold and half, like, come on. Because there's a, how, how should we best describe this? It kind of begins well, it with begins that... with Jonathan. Getting yeah. out of bed to go for a jog. It begins with Jonathan and our blonde mohawk. It begins with the murder victim, basically, and yeah. his assassin. I wrote 80s. And not even the primary villain. Not even the primary villain. Mohawks, tape decks, jogging. Oh. <laughs> three the three top things of the 80s. This sequence sold me. Because it was you have this amazing. crazy... Like, it's, it's it filmed good. so well. It's timed perfectly with the music. It's like... Feet. Basically, legs. Basically, John goes out for a walk, slips on his watch. He slips on two watches, doesn't he? Apparently, he yeah. wears two yeah. watches. He, I didn't know. Which is like a first detail you notice. He's like, okay, so he's putting on a second watch. Goes out for a run, and it's cutting between him, this man with a mohawk, this car... And uh, basically, this man with the mohawk who's running. Well, we barefoot. also saw getting up in his home yeah. yes. barefoot. The chases in this entire show were effing bananas. I want you to continue with this one, yeah. but I also want to just mention at this moment the the elevator chase. The elevator chase that one is was insane, ludicrous. They also we'll talk so about it. Strange. They skip but the most important the part. The way mohawk race is like jogging with him. His yeah. acting was beyond bad. Mohawk man. Oh, what? I thought he was fine. No, I every every scene he was in, I'm like, holy shit, overacting times a million. That could be said <laughs> of a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I think show. that was the style yeah. of acting. I think for yeah. me, Mohawk was the worst. The way he was terrified and the, like, yeah, it was so <laughs> bad. But all of the chase scenes, many of the chase scenes were super weird. They were yes. crazy <laughs> over the top. Super weird. And I love, we're getting out And I just, I just can't, I just, I just, 
feel like myself in the room where <laughs> the guy was like came up with the idea is like well they've got these glass elevators and he's in one and he's in the other and it's like oh gets off is he there i just like he just thinking that this is going to be like the most brilliant thing that anyone's ever done on cinema mm. film before. and what the fuck kind was, of floor was that that elevator going to it was running for so long and then the door didn't close guys for a full we, are, 20 seconds. we are nowhere near there nobody understands what you're talking about goddamn elevator it's, it's very confusing. straightforward hopefully they all watched moonlighting so they know exactly what yeah we're i mean about. it would really help you with this show if but you watch go back jogging let's start at the beginning they're jogging John goes out for a jog. This mysterious mohawked punk is running barefoot through the park after him. Catching up to him and then falling behind him again. Running alongside times. him several times. They, John changes course. The punk goes a different way, then curves back and follows him. Yeah. Finally, John's like, what do you want from me? The punk just says nothing. And John <laughs> runs away from no, him. He's like, do I know you from somewhere? Yeah. He like, asks like four questions and then he just leaves. It was and ludicrous. Then it the was. punk, when he sees that John's so... leaving, suddenly pulls out a gun, which we've been waiting for for like five minutes. Yep. And before he gets a chance to shoot, John runs into traffic and is hit by a car. And killed immediately. The yeah, punk, he, yeah, he's killed. Instantly. The, by the way, this is going to be important later. There's people everywhere. There's <laughs> yeah. people everywhere. And he is searching this body as the police approaches. Yeah. He's, he's pretending to give him CPR. So he can steal the oh watch. Oh my god. He's giving him fake CPR. And he gives them his real name as he's leaving the scene. Do we know that's his real I name? I don't think it was. By he said Val Kunter. Yes. Was that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He was German. But he's only credited as Mohawk Man. That makes sense. So I like so I don't knows? even I wrote down Val Kunter. I'm like, oh I wonder if that's his name. And then I'm like, oh no, that's I just heard that. <laughs> I thought he what? was just like yelling something and running away. And then But I, either way, he is very distinctive. Like yeah. if you're gonna be a hitman, like seriously. You don't dude. run around with a Mohawk. Yeah, barefoot. And like a face that, you know, only yes. mama could love. Oh, his face is badly scarred. He looks like he had a pox. I think a lot of it was makeup, though, too. I yeah, think yeah. they I think tried so to too. make him worse. They really wanted to make him look like a street kid. Because it looked like he had, like, red dots Sores all over yeah, his yeah, face. Yeah, totally. Sores, that's what it was, sores. Yeah, it was but, uh, not fun to look at. Yeah, later on, he'll be quoted in the victim's obituary as the only witness at the scene. There's people everywhere. There was so many. Everywhere. This the show is filled with stuff like that. Right. Like these inconsistencies that just don't make sense. And aren't necessary in a way. <laughs> like they don't add up. didn't see him point the gun at the man. Yes. Nobody but he, saw that. He pointed the gun at him and then ran at him literally that second. Yeah. And nobody saw that. Mm-hmm. Or, or the fact that he like just like throws himself <laughs> over so- his chest to steal his water. Just crazy that no one's paying attention. And then we flip right from that, from him getting killed in the street, the watch getting stolen, to the aforementioned scene where the cook is breaking plates. Gunter, I think was his name. Yeah, Gunter. Andre. He's he's ridiculous. I heard it was Andre. That was so stupid because... It was really dumb. Basically, Maddie wakes up in her beautiful mansion with all of her staff to and find Jerry out... And Jerry Seinfeld's mother. And Jerry Seinfeld's mother, the actress oh, playing also from Alf. Yeah, that's right. I was like, right. that's the lady from Alf. We've had two Alfs this season. So the lady from Alf tells Sybil Shepard that basically no one's getting paid. The her chef is... was Selma on the show. That's right. FYI. That's right. I yeah. wrote that down. There it is, Selma. yes. Yeah, they haven't been paid in a couple of weeks. Their checks have been bouncing, but Maddie's been off on a cruise, so that's why she didn't know what was going on. But again, like to give her, like, why don't you tell her instead of smashing a bunch of plates? Yeah, the reactions are totally crazy in in, in this, and I mean, a lot of it's done just for jokes. It's like, uh, can we talk? Do you want to know what bounced? 
He yeah. smashes the plate oh, like, oh, bounce? the plate is You see this bounce? plate? It does not bounce. It does not this bounce. This chick, a bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. It was so bad. And he smashed like five different things in a row. And he's got a real hack Italian accent. And nobody fucking stopped him. And then as he's about to throw that wardrobe over in anger, this beautiful wardrobe, Selma goes over and saves it, only to walk away seconds later and let him smash it. I was so angry. Mm. Like, what were you even doing? Destruction of property. You weren't. You weren't I mean, stopping him. Nope. If anything, if you weren't getting paid, why wouldn't you just steal that stuff? Yeah. Like smashing it doesn't Expensive do anything. Expensive China. No. There's Sell so it for many... the money. I mean, they say the the driver took the car and in, mm-hmm. in like until he gets his check. Yeah. So that's way smarter because if you like piss her off and smash everything, you'll never see the money. And she seems like a genuinely decent human being. Yeah. There's no sign in any of these episodes that she, didn't she even would be know. the kind of person that would like even try to fuck over her staff. She's like a very kind person. Yeah. She's always looking for the best in people. Like for a very successful model, she just seems like a very grounded, down to earth woman. Maddie Hayes, which is nice. Is her name. Maddie Hayes and David Addison. Yes. Bruce and Sibby. So yeah, she calls her accountant. The phone number's been disconnected. Bad sign. Always a good sign. And then other numbers have also been disconnected? Or does she dial the same number twice? No, I think, yeah, I think she calls them back, like, thinking she may have misdialed. Right. Uh, She finds out that her business manager has stolen all of her liquid assets. Yep. Stocks, cash, whatever. It's gone. Gone. And this is kind of, this felt very modern. It happens a lot. Right? And it's uh, it's weird, like it's been happening for a long time. I know a lot of actors and anyone that lets someone else take care of their finances is taking a huge risk. Because if you don't understand what's happening, Mm -hmm. and I'm terrible with money and finances, so if I was rich, I'd be totally screwed. I'd honestly like try to hire someone I know that I knew oh. sort of n- knew, but I think even like you know family like so many stories of kids, child actors losing everything to their parents. Like it's just crazy. Always it check references, guys. Always yeah. check references. But even that, you never know, right? Like yep. look how many people Bernie Madoff took down. Oh, like, that's just greed. Crazy. That's just but those greed. like actors, directors, like they all gave them money, just like you know. Yeah. Well, that's because. Man, if you're going to give someone money, know what you're giving it for. You've got to know as much about money as your business manager does, yeah. really. They're just there to Which make sucks, your transactions. Exactly. They're making money off of you, so you should know your shit. So anyways, I guess Maddie did not know her shit. No. Nope. <laughs> Why would but she? I like how that's it, though. That's all they deal with. It. It's like, your money is gone. You yeah. move on now. Well, I mean, Jeez. they could try to get it back, but it would be years yes. in the making of that happening. And, and anyone that does like disappears overnight like that has usually reached the bottom of the well yep right Mm -hmm. they don't have anything left that's why they fucking disappeared because they couldn't like you are ruining your life yeah Yeah. your life is gone yeah you've got to start all over somewhere else so that person's either in jail Mm -hmm. or in a country that doesn't have extradition right yeah but the money is gone it Absolutely. didn't exist. It probably hasn't existed for a while. And that office looked like it was cleaned out real quick. Yes. Yeah. So her lawyer basically advises her, okay, that money's gone. What you've got to do is you've still got some assets. You've got all these businesses. And he goes through a list of like dog groomers, nail salons. No, this little detective agency. Turns out they're all businesses that are operating at a loss. So for she, the tax write-off. For the tax write-off. They're losing $400,000 <laughs> a year. Which makes sense. I mean, yeah, I guess that's a thing rich people do. I don't know. Yeah, you give to, usually you just give a lot of money to charity, but that only goes so far, and you know, for your deductions. Anyways, uh, so she goes around to start shutting down these businesses, 
tattoo? Before that, he suggests she should start modeling at auto shows. My favorite line at this point was also like, you have a pretty chin, Maddie. Try to keep it up. Try to keep it up. Ugh. Oh, there's so many good things. So many good things. Also, can we talk, there's soft jazz as well as synth in every scene. It's amazing. And there's like fade to white transitions between scenes. I feel like I literally thought, what instrument is that? And I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Synthesize. It's all synthesizer. It's like not a real instrument. Yeah. That's why, yeah. Here comes the scene where I laughed out loud. Okay, so is it when they she gets to City of Angels Investigations? Yeah. Yeah, but it was... Uh, yes, yes. Well, it was, it was the entrance into the doors. Bruce is playing basketball. Good afternoon. Wow. Could you tell me the name of the person in charge, please? He was surrounded. And no one was in the clear. He dribbles like mad as he looks for a hole. Suddenly, he sees it. And it's up! And it's good! The fans leap to their feet. Grown men cry. Women throw underwear. And even as the president shakes his hand on the White House lawn, he silently promises himself his mother, and his God, that no matter how big he becomes, he's never, ever going to change. Hello. Hello. Wow. My goodness, Mr. Pesto, we're looking a little pale today, aren't we? And who have we here? I don't know. Just came Now, now, no reason to be shy. Let's see a little confidence, a little charisma, a little Dale Carnegie. Remember, lesson one. Imagine your entire audience is completely naked. Boggles the mind, doesn't it? Amps great, will ya? Terrible thing, shyness. Believe me, I know. But don't worry. We're gonna get her the best help there is. Better than the best. She's come a long way already. Why, when I first found her, she was nothing but a poor little urchin. Out in the street, urchining. But you don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Or oh, on the boardroom desk. Yeah, he's but like, he said he's up, narrating his own game. He put up the trash bin on the hinge of the door, which made me laugh because I was like, "This is before someone invented nets that go on the back of doors." Ah, yeah, isn't that funny? That they is used funny. To have to put trash cans. <laughs> A on thing top that has always existed, basically in our <laughs> lifetime. Did not exist. <laughs> I was like, did he invent that? Like, like, did someone see that on Moonlighting and be like, hey, Maybe. you know what? I can make some money making one of those. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Uh, yes, he lands this massive, well, it's one of those spongy balls in there. Uh, and Nerf his... ball. Nerf, yeah. Uh, his secretary, or the office's secretary, Agnes. God, she's the worst. Who, uh, every time she answers the phone, will talk for about a minute before you get a chance to talk to a her. A minute? Like four minutes, and everything she says rhymes. Yeah. And it seems to be a recurring bit where she talks for four minutes and rhymes. Every time. And then the person on the phone isn't actually a customer, and she just has to give a one word answer every time to the problem. Drove me crazy. Go ahead. Well, it must have made you severely happy then uh, when she entered the room and the ball hit her on the head, followed by the garbage can. I didn't like that, actually. It was so... (sighs) I didn't hate her yet at that point. I was like, oh, that poor lady. I liked the actress. But it was so... I recognize her from somewhere. Yeah. She's definitely been in something I've seen Actually, let me just quickly... Let's get a quick... uh, The the character's name is Agnes DePesto. DePesto. Speaks... Answers the phone only in rhyme, and it's Alice Beasley who plays the part. Alice. Can you tell me what she's... 
she's been in, that name is so familiar. Oh, she had a part in Legally Blonde. I've uh, seen that a million times. Law and Order part, Marry Me, Gotham. She's kind of she's kind of oh, everywhere. This has got to be way back. This has got to be like okay. 80s, you want to go eighties? All right, all right, all right, all right. Keep chatting while I. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, so yeah, she has a garbage can on her head when she brings Maddie yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, David is immediately hot for her, and like you said, talks about how he saw her in Playboy ten years ago. I would bet the like, house that you again, were in this March. You know what that is? That's negging, which is like didn't exist then. Where no. you like insult a woman to get her to like you with like a backhanded compliment, like "Oh, you were in Playboy," but it was ten years ago. Yeah, like <laughs> it's pretty bad. He's the worst of everything put and together. You are one fully dressed being. almost a decade later. He figures out how he knows her. Apparently, she's the Blue Moon girl. Yeah, Blue Moon shampoo. It's everywhere. And then, of course, later he's playing Blue Moon on his harmonica, which was kind of sexy. What? And reminded me of no. Uh, uh, Grace and Frankie, because she's also on like the hair dye yes. boxes, right? And I was saying that must be weird to be like, uh, like I will occasionally see ladies on hair dye boxes that are now act famous actresses. Yeah, but they obviously did it like back when they were like modeling before they were a name or whatever. But right. they can use that picture, I think, in like perpetuity. Right. They signed a contract back then, so when they could, it forever, yeah, exactly. And now it's like, oh, you just walk by and you'd be like, hey, it's that girl from Smallville. Why is she on that box? <laughs> Anywho. Anyway, go ahead. So, uh, she tells him, I own this dump. Uh, you're fired. Tell you're your fired. employees. Uh, Rightfully so. He's a huge creep to her. Well, and also that uh, if they've registered significant losses over the last three years. Which yeah. is interesting because this company is nice. They've got a really nice office. It There's is really a nice. lot of people there. Like, it looks like a bustling For a enterprise. detective agency? For a detective agency. Even but in LA. But they're purposely trying... Yeah, no, I agree with you. To lose to money. To lose money, right? So maybe, like, you rent a huge office space, you hire people you don't need. Like, they're like he says later on when she's like, you're losing money, and he's like, well, I could make money. My job was to lose money, so yeah. that's what I was doing. <laughs> but this, so this maybe is, that's the case. This is a recurring problem, though, because in the finale... The complaint is that they need a new case. They don't have any money to spend. Yeah, which well, is exact still in the same, same, as the same situation. I think by five episodes later, that they are basically by the end of this episode. But the office is still fully packed with people, and they're like, "We don't have any cases," but they have all and these employees, pianos, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. pool tables. Yeah, it's crazy because so, of the case that's coming in as a Bruce Willis collector. is bipolar in this <laughs> show. That's why he's so no, energetic and he's weird on cocaine, oh, same which thing. is gives you bipolarism. Does it? I, no, I mean, like, in terms of, like... Oh, okay. <laughs> in the ups and downs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's mimicking the symptoms. Okay, so she insists he gets the company cars back. He has two Porsches. Another waste of money. Then he calls her a cold bitch, and she slaps him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the chemistry. This is, like, the relationship we're supposed to be rooting for. They get Violence there. Violence and... They get there. And She slurs. hits him many times yes. in these two episodes. She sure does. And she... I bet that's a recurring theme, that she hits him a lot. I think so. The show's pretty cartoony. It is. Like, it's got a lot of caricatures in it, and everyone kind of gives, like, these very dramatic speeches to each other. And... Oh, God. Okay, here's another thing that was horrible. Yeah. The entire speech that the plastic surgeon gave about how much it sucks to be a plastic surgeon because people are so ugly and you have to tell them that you they need to get fixed. And Wait, then what? They, they don't like to date you. What scene was this? <laughs> what which episode okay. was she this? She was on a date. This is the pilot. Oh my god, yes. This is okay. the pilot. 
she was on he was date. talking really fast, and I feel like I missed half of what well, he was saying. Well, I'll tell you everything Please. he said. He said it's really hard being a plastic <laughs> surgeon because he sees people differently than regular people, and he can't date women that are non-symmetrical because then he has to tell them what's wrong with them. And you don't know how hard it is to have to walk around the world tell everybody what's wrong with their face. So is he? Is she going on this date? Is the beautiful, like enchantingly beautiful Sybil Shepherd going on a date with this weird old chud because she wants like money? Why is she on a it date with this guy? It felt very strange. I didn't. That's know never. What was that's going never on. explained. Yeah, no, it isn't explained. It totally felt like a blind date in a weird way, right? Like she got yeah. set up with this guy, but it was just. It felt like some sort. Of, like they at first, it felt like they were going to some gala, and she was just doing him a favor as a friend. But then they're like, oh no, this is a straight up date. I think it was just a setup so that. David could come in and interrupt it, right? I thought was the only totally. reason he was there. We never see this man again. Yeah. I, I don't think. God had the right idea with lobster, don't you think? Just a good, hard, tough shell. Doctor Spellner, I have a telephone call for you at my desk. Oh my! They say it is most urgent. Urgent? Damn! I'll be right back. I'll be here. Have no. David found her? I mean, he is a detective. Maybe the best detective in all of the City of Angels. I wrote worst date ever. It was terrible. Like, they did everything they could to make him... He he insults the maitre d' by like, mistake. Ever. He's wearing a lobster bib. Don't wear a bib on your first date, guys. Because oh if you want someone to think of you sexually, you shouldn't look like a baby. Yeah, and then David fakes a phone call, phone emergency, so gets him away from the table, and then sits down and is, like, again, hassling her about, like, you're making a mistake, you mm-hmm. should keep the detective agency going, blah, blah, blah. And he's just being a jerk. He is being a jerk. Can you imagine if the roles were reversed, where, where like, it, 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 like there's no situation where that would be okay to, like, show up and just badger someone like that. It's just... Also, to ugh. make up a fake emergency that he has to that go drive... That nose job has gone south. Oh, yeah. ...to the hospital for that's he not even real. He distracts the doctor. I forgot about it's that. It's really crazy. Then we're at some child's oh, birthday party. One Sorry, moment. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I just want to mention that the doctor's eating lobster before uh, Bruce Willis shows up. Bruce Willis's favorite snack, of course. The doctor's got a great line. God had the right idea with lobster, didn't he? Just a good hard shell. And then he oh cracks a bit of it open. It's like, ugh. ugh. He was the worst. I, like, he made my skin crawl. I was like... Her dress was great, though. She had those big, like, they looked uh, like cake icing. Yeah, I hated flowers. them. What is wrong with I hated those? Those are fantastic. I was like, I, I wanted to rip them off. What do you call those? What do you call those kind like, of shoulder pads? Yeah, yeah. They're not shoulder pads because they're not on top. No, they're, they're like, like those like sleeve. Arm sleeves. sleeves. I don't know. Arms, yeah. yeah, sure. It looked very familiar to me. I feel like that's a dress, like the black on white that a lot of women wore in the 80s. Like, I know definitely yes. Brenda on 90210 wears an almost identical dress to that to prom. And so it's like... I was like, oh, I see that. I okay. didn't really care, love or hate it. I was just like, it seems like definitely for the period, very. I hate those things. I hate all the poofy like things on a sh- anywhere around that. Normally, so do I. But those ones were so. They well kind of clung to her skin really nicely. I'll give you that. They looked but like I hated it. they looked like cake flowers, yeah. like when you put an icing bud into a they cake. They did flower. look like I icing. That delicious. is true. Okay. Okay. Now Jennifer's birthday. Yes, it's a little girl's um, yeah. birthday. They're cutting up the cake. Her grandpa's there, and he's a sweet old man. And he goes to answer the phone. Oh, it's the punk. Bow time, uh, Heinz. Um, yes, and the lady was speaking German. I'm like, oh god. Yes. I know. I was excited. I was like, there's German in here. You're Tasky, so lucky. We'll know what's happening. But guess what? If there's German in a 
to the show, there's He's a small nasty. chance. Very there's small a Nazi. chance. Very there, small chance. Just a tiny Nazi. chance. That's Zero right. hour, Germans, Nazis. Oh my god. Yep. Oh yeah, I knew so that. So much Nazis. We could have really use you on that one. Yeah. There was a lot of weird shit happening. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's Mohawk. He's like, I have the watch, but I'm being followed. We need to meet right now. Can't wait till tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. Someone so, broke into his door. Bowtie runs out. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he's being chased in the car. Yeah, he realizes the guy behind him is flashing his lights at him. So he turns into a construction zone. It gets stuck, basically. They get out of the car. They park next to him. And it's one creepy guy and one silent thug. Like one creepy still guy who's Who, always in a very later calm. scene is wearing an entirely mesh see-through shirt. No. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. I miss that. Gray collar, solid collar, completely see-through shirt. It was yes, bananas. How do you guys feel about this actor? <laughs> Both of them? The, the thug doesn't get the much to do. The main guy with the glasses? The main Nobody, guy with the glasses. The name was so frustrating. There's like bad guy number yeah. one through seven in this episode. Well, okay, these two are never named. Like no, they're, they're, they're not. They're a total red herring. They say that they just want to discuss getting the watch. They want to negotiate. Yeah, but we never find out who they're working for, how they found out about the watch, or why they want it. I mean, the watch holds coordinates that lead to a hiding place for diamonds. For diamonds. Right. It's it's basically this this move this episode is the plot of the Marathon Man. Hmm. Right? That's all it is. It's a Nazi looking for diamonds that are hidden by a dead man. Yeah. And he goes after his family who don't know anything about it. And he, he does get away from them eventually. Yep. He, I called them the limo guys. That's a good way of putting yes, it. Yes, it was there I think it's a town car actually, but it was just easier to write limo. He's the guy that ends up dead in the back seat of the car, right? That's him? That's yes. right. Okay, good. I just He's killed later off screen. We I mean we see the body. The guys but... were at the elevator chase. Oh, good, 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 good. They 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 chase the punk to this ha- hotel. Why is he at the hotel where they they happen to be having dinner? Just coincidence. Okay. The show is ninety percent coincidence. Got it. Yeah. It was a beautiful car chase. Followed by a beautiful. The chase was chase. actually pretty good. All Followed the chases by in this are an good. insane elevator chase, like crazier oh. than I have ever. That's the craziest thing I think I've ever seen. It was ca- really crazy. I did, how that how elevator was, was so slow. Yeah, <laughs> and like, there's no for so long. There is no way that other people in those elevators wouldn't have like they, they were going at the same time and stopping on the same floors and then going for like friggin' twenty levels, even though there's only thirty in the whole building. And like the punk and the creepy guy are in parallel glass elevators. Uh, the even punk though, thinks he's made it away. He's actually going up for quite a while before the creepy guy while. gets in. And then somehow this other elevator is going faster and it catches up to the other one. And then, and they, then stay. they slow down and they both stay in unison. And they stop on the same floor every time. Yep. And then Mohawk guy hides, which was a genius idea because when he comes back. The other guy is gone, and then he's that. That was the the worst acting he ever did. Was in yeah. this moment. But also, that plan was so faulty. Like he stopped the door open, he waited, right, and then the other elevator kept going up, and it appeared to be empty. Yes, mm-hmm. and so he got off the elevator. But he should have. Why wouldn't the bad guy just get door. off and like? It stayed quiet and still for one second. Like, you should look right away to see where he is. So many we never even got there. our answer. How did he kill him? How did he get a knife in his back? And how was he facing straight? 
After that. And how did he get out of it? I'm guessing... Like, none of it made so sense. the creepy guy had to get out of the other elevator, come over, join the punk in his well, elevator. When it, it was empty, in stab that him scene, in the back. Right? So when this... They cut, right? So when he went out, he was convinced the guy was gone. Yeah. And he's like... But he wasn't. He yeah. was there. So he, like, jumped in the other elevator right as the doors were closing. Honestly, I found this sequence genuinely tense. I thought it was bananas. I was I was genuinely kind of worried for him. And when he's looking out the elevator door, just well, waiting, I was like... Well, you ended up dead. dead. Uh, I thought he was going to make it. I did, too. I really did. Because it was fucking stupid. And he was so far ahead of him he should have made it so in all the right the next thing we see is there he goes up to the top floor he spits the watch out of his mouth and mm-hmm. he puts it onto maddie's wrist while she's like we should mention they've been arguing out. at the elevator doors for like five minutes no yes one, well because the elevators are involved in know. a high-speed chase <laughs> why well, a slow elevator it can't right? come it's like they were in busy. the same building as the chase but like, he just stands there while this guy, like, spits a watch out and touches her? Like, he does nothing. Yeah, nobody does anything. Nobody does anything. And also, again, surrounded by people. Yes. <laughs> like, anyone he, should have seen this. And then Mohawk falls down dead. Well, with a knife technically, the mannequin they dressed up to look like him falls down dead. It's very clear. And this happens a lot, I think, on this show. It's, is that they kill off mannequins. Oh, God. And then Maddie faints. Maddie faints. And Heinz, the German, is standing there observing all of this so as he's waiting for that's, more. That's why he was there. The Bow punk was man. there to meet Bowtie Man. Right. So they just picked that's where he also, like, that's where he ended up the most with his expensive chase. restaurant in the most expensive hotel. Yeah. Where did he tell him to meet I'm a, him? I'm a, Not in a back alley. I'm a Nazi <laughs> in hiding who's been waiting on these diamonds his whole life. Okay. All Cut right. to Mary freaking Hart. What? Mary Hart? Mary Hart? Oh my Mary God. Hart, Mary Hart? On the TV? Yeah, she was interviewing. She was outside. Oh, that was outside the police station. First they went to the cops. That's right. And he ordered a pizza to the police station. Yeah, Bruce Holy Willis shit. being super he act- I forgot about that He part. was being seriously questioned, and he's like, how about you guys? Are you hungry? And yes, that fixed it. Why they was were, The next scene was them eating pizza and why laughing. Why was he being questioned? Uh, Everyone was there. Everyone saw this guy come out of the elevator with the knife already. Yeah, they thought that they knew him. Like, yeah, they were saying that he knew this guy. Well, because, probably because he put the watch onto her, right? So they probably think that they're somehow involved. Yeah, it's a stretch that they would drag them down to the station and interrogate them when they were all witnesses and everybody was a witness. So where's all the other people that were in that restaurant? It was crazy. I just wrote, he orders pizza, Maddie hates him. She's like, lock him up. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I would greatly appreciate mm-hmm. if you locked him up. I'm done with this. Then they go outside. Then we get Mary Hart. I jumped the gun. I jumped the Mary Hart gun. Anyway, queen of entertainment tonight. She tries to interview her. Is this your next big case? Is this your new career? That's is who it, that is was. Is it true? Okay. And we pro investigator forming an agency. Yeah, she's it's so funny. She, uh, yeah. I, I showed these to one of my fave shows. Yeah. Baby Daddy. Oh. And uh, Tucker, who is the tiny roommate, yeah, works for Mary Hart on the show. Really? <laughs> so okay. She does a great job of obscuring herself and her reputation of being a bit of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't even know she had that reputation. No, me either. Good yeah. Well, she was huge at this point, right? She's like now, like Entertainment Tonight was the only celebrity news show and at this point we didn't have us weekly any of those magazines right like if you wanted to learn anything that was going on with anyone that was in a movie anyone that was on tv there was no internet right there was entertainment tonight and everybody sat down at 7 or 7 30 i can't remember what time it was on like five days a week i watched it like it was 
huge. She was a huge yeah. celebrity. It was like her and John Tesh. And he just like went off and started playing piano. Anyway, yeah, you guys missed that Different generation. World. Completely. Yeah. I kind of I kind of wish I'd been there for the 80s. Yeah. I was only there for the last three. And I wasn't old enough to think it was cool. Yeah. Well, Mary Hart, she was cool. But I, think, I know, believe her legs were once insured for a million dollars. Really? I will look Mary those Hartle. up later. <laughs> Can't wait to see them gams. So obviously David uh, called them. Right? Yes. That was the thing when he was like hooting and hollering, being like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's trying to pressure her into not closing down the business so that he can keep doing what he's doing. Yeah. He, uh, well, he's got to save his job. He's got to save his job. Uh, to be fair, like a lot of what he's doing here, I mean, the way he goes about it is super creepy. And if he wasn't trying to save his job, he'd just be a total asshole. But when you think about the fact that he suddenly just found out, and this all takes place in 24 hours. Yeah, it does. So he found out a couple of hours ago that his whole job and company is gone and is, he's still lost everything. Yeah. So. And he later admits that people don't think he's good at his job. So he needs, he, he wants to prove them wrong. If this was a straight drama, they'd probably lean on that more. But this is a the first dramedy. <laughs> Comedic procedural. Yeah. This, <laughs> the, this is like, this is credited with inventing the it's dramedy. It's adorable. Which is crazy to me. Mm. Does this sound right? It, I, I can see it. I can see it's definitely a mixture. It's a bit quirky. Yeah. Like, he thinks yeah. he's telling jokes. I know you guys think they're good, but. Uh, oh, I don't know if I... His dialogue is written to be... Like, he's a funny person. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Like, he's a guy who, like, takes things lightly, and I think that comes and across really jokes. well, whether or not like his jokes are jokes. good. Yeah, no, they're not. It's very... No, it's very fast dialogue. Well, I wanted well, to write down back so many examples of his three... His rules of three, but I just couldn't be bothered. There's so many interesting things about this production. I mean, the fact... Of course, the dialogue's like really hard and fast because well, it's, it's supposed a, to be like a Howard Hawks film. Yeah, like right? I, I was reminded of His Girl Friday. Yep, definitely. Great and that's movie. why there's that's what I thought as soon as in the scene with the chef, everyone's talking over each other and shouting, and I'm like, God, it's so much shouting. Mm-hmm. It's like His Girl Friday when everyone's talking over each other, but they immediately started at like the last third of the movie where people were at like the maximum emotional level. Yeah, that's very true. So, these scripts Very must have been true. huge on dual, dual dialogue alone. David immediately does a 180, apologizes, saying nice. for not considering... I don't even... I don't think any of it was... I was thinking about how to maximize the situation. Everything he does is manipulating her. You can tell in the way he ends it. He's walking away and he turns around like three times. This is me walking away now. You're supposed to, you're supposed to forgive me because I just said I'm sorry. I was honestly shocked that he left. But then, of course, he turned around and came right back. Oh, well, he car. doesn't just come back. He yeah. squeals in with her, with her ride. In a red Porsche. Which well, is her his car. ride, but he has oh. to give it back because he's demanded her... His company car is back. Right. Didn't want to leave her stranded there. Of course, now that he's giving her his car, he's being stranded. Yeah, so she gives him a ride. And they get to her place. And she's going. She's giving the list of all the horrible things that have happened to her. Because, of course, for her, it's also been 24 hours as well. Like, she just found her. She's broke. Yeah. She went from an extremely wealthy woman with no problems. To a moderately wealthy woman. To, yeah, like, you know. She has all those. She still has her house. She has no staff if she downgraded all of that stuff yeah, she could sell she'd her be house. fine that's true mm-hmm. she just has to live a little more simply for a while yeah she's still very true and then she says to him i hope you understand it's nothing personal i just hate you yeah just hates you that's some really solid about. lines yes. yeah i i enjoy a lot of the writing in this i loved her in this she well oh, she's so good but i thought she really 
she did well. I wasn't familiar with her at all going into this, so I was very happy. And then the guys, the limo guys. I referred to him here as Switchblade. This was a this was a solid guys. act break, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like this, yeah, this because of the way they to chose commercial. to shoot it, uh, where like we heard before we saw yeah. that there was danger. I thought that was good. Yeah, I agree with that. Because he's like, uh, this as is he's, all, as this is yeah. the door, he's like, there's a guy pressing the barrel of a gun down my back. Yeah. So they get taken inside and interrogated by the punk. Well, not the punk. They sorry, would have the, both died the here. Gentle These guys psycho. are very hardcore. I started calling him businessman because he literally said, "I'm a businessman." I'm like, yeah. well, that's your name now. Businessman. He said it. It took him a long time to say it, though. I'm a businessman. <laughs> He's just a guard. Like I thought he was this interesting was the, in the this first was scene. M- maybe I don't know if it was the elevator scene or this one that that was worse for me. Nothing was worse than the hot dog, dude. Nothing. Mm. The hot dog was. The clock is a close second. It was second, the part we'll before that, that, but nothing's oh, yeah, worse the, than the, the hot dog. Is... How the fuck? How the fuck did they get back in in? What am I looking for? Captivity. When like they were free, mm-hmm. they tackled them. She had a gun to his head, and yep. somehow they both lost the upper hand and ended up back in shackles. Okay. Yeah, this scene basically started all over again. From and the they beginning. don't punish they... them for trying to kill them. She tried to kill him, yeah. yet hit every other item in the room. Then and instead then he... of burning her, he burns a hot dog. They don't end up hurting them. They just leave and tell them to have a good day. Like they mm-hmm. would. Why would you let them go? They've seen your faces. And why would you let them live? It was so unrealistic. All of this. It was so crazy. That and was on you. top of that. Gunmen wearing totally see-through shirt. Yep, I, which I missed. <laughs> Clearly, I wasn't watching in high enough quality. Holy, just silly, no. silly. But silly, how silly. we did it was she grabbed the gun because Bruce Willis took one of them down, and she shot like willy-nilly five, five, six separate times while he was like literally a foot from her and didn't take the gun from her, even though she was pointing it 180 degrees because in the other direction. He knows how many bullets there are, so he just waited her out because she fucking sucks at shooting things. Like she didn't even come close to him. He told her to shoot him. That's her apartment. She that was she trying to kill him, and he doesn't even hurt her with the fucking burning stick. She could have killed anyone in that room. Yes, with that. Yes, performance. Like, holy fuck. Except the person she was supposedly aiming at. Crazy. Ugh. This is the, that's uh, the one where I almost screamed yeah. at the television. That was very frustrating. Also, they said the word duress 17 times. Yes. Yeah, kept bringing yes. it up. Felt bad for that actor playing that thug, though. Because he was wearing a totally see-through shirt? Uh, no, because he had, like, inverted cheekbones. Oh my god! Yeah, he had a weird face, too. It was very uncomfortable to look yeah. at. I thought, you look like every German thug in any movie. <laughs> like, any any German henchman always has blonde. a weird... Not the blonde aspect. All, no, they're always they're blonde, They're always too. blonde. But they always have, like... And tall. I'm thinking about the, the, and, the in Die Hard. Yes. The henchman in Die Hard had a really weird thing. Like, a real yes. meat face. You could cut cut on it. And weird, yeah, super long Ugh, hair. So yeah. they get them tied up again. He threatens them with a burning hot dog. And it, my, my favorite line, greatest line came out of this. Go ahead. I sent it to both of you yesterday. Say it again. I'd like to take this opportunity to initiate a dis- Oh my god. Initiate? To initiate a discussion about fried foods. This was delivered by Bruce Willis, not by me, and it was way better. I thought you, I thought you killed it. You I think absolutely he killed, killed it. it. I think he killed it. Uh, yeah, he's not at all worried that they're being threatened like this, which is he fine because it's not that chill. threatening. He's but the no. one that's lying. 
That's true. She sticks to her story that the cops have the watch. He had the watch the whole time. I have never been so scared in my entire life. What are you doing? Untying you so you can untie me. So this horrible night will be over. So that you can leave and I can go to bed and wake up in the morning and start life all over again. There. Now, you untie me. Would you untie me, please? This might be a good time for you and me to have a little chit-chat. Addison, you'd better untie me. No, I don't think that would be a good idea. See, it's not quite over yet. What do you mean it's not quite over? It's all over. I gave the watch to the police. Now Mr. Simon, whoever in the hell he is, will go to the police. They'll give him the watch and it'll all be over. I gave the watch to the police. No, you didn't. What do you mean? You I got didn't... any booze in the house? I did. I know I did. Don't play I was there. I saw me do it. Here, I want you to drink this. David, I gave them. Oh, no, as a matter of fact, you gave them the watch my grandmother gave me for graduating high school. Mm-hmm. Switch mm-hmm. watches on you when I grabbed your purse at the police station. I had it. I had it all the time. You maniac! You almost got us killed! Yeah, lady. The only thing keeping us alive is the fact that we got the watch and the galloping boar made us. One big case. That's all I need. Deny you said that. Hey, well, That's well, what this is all about. The guy was going to make a skin omelet out of my face. What do you think he would have done to be a fellow? Let us you go. You did this so we'd have to work together. Are you nuts? Sure, I wanted you as a partner for your name and your money, not you. You think I want some blonde ball fluff following me around? Ball of fluff? You are calling me a ball of fluff? You? The sissy fighter? What did you call me? Sissy fighter. He, yeah. they, he, they never but questioned him for a second. I gotta say, you're right, because, like, they literally do nothing. Nope. That's scary. Nope. They are the worst criminals ever. They just... And they, and they leave They and just kill Mohawk Man. That's it. That's it. They killed Mohawk Man. They make their way out. Reeled him. He plays Blue Moon on harmonica, and she gives him a look like, no... Oh. All right. That's where they have that big conversation about how, you know, well, I'm surprised you didn't invite me to Yeah, he comments vegetarian, they, my kind of guy. She also hits him again in that scene because he won't true. untie her. Oh, that was a bad she one. She unties him and then he won't untie her. That's until how she, you like, punch like a man are the words that came out of her mouth after she knocked him on the ground with right. the weakest of all punches. Because he didn't knock out the dude when he punched him. Yeah. That that's sense. how they got... Take overtaken him the yeah. second time. Her punch was so terribly weakly acted. Yeah, yeah. Her punch definitely didn't look like it hurt. No. So they spent a romantic night together at the at the office detective agency where he which I liked. Plays I liked that. Blue moon on the harmonica. I feel like it really set up a moment for the rest of the series. That was the most chemistry. That was I like the high chemistry scene yeah. for that. To her that he wants her for her name and her money, not for her not, not for her a body. Fuckball. Oh yeah. She's a fluff person. All I care about is your name and but your name. That's what I do like so about that. that is like she's so concerned about like everyone's opinions of like what kind of person she is. It's like, she's why me. do you care what he thinks of all people? Or like what he thinks other people think about yeah. you? And she's not a fluff person at all. She's, no. she's like a real human but being. But I can see having a complex about that. I bet models are treated like they're especially stupid. Oh, God. You know or or I mean? like you're just chattel. Yeah. I can't imagine that job. I bet. But no one probably expects them to be smart. 
I, yeah, which fair is enough. like a bias in itself. Where you're like, <laughs> to be fair, I know a couple of of male models, and they are not the smartest. Yeah, people no, I know. well, that's the thing. Like stereotypes come from somewhere, <laughs> but that's yeah. also not the case. For everybody, right? So yeah. that's why you shouldn't go running around assuming. But yeah. yeah. And people this, get smarter. This they grow. They develop. Has a model who, whose name is Ken, and he looked like the biggest turd of all time, and he is currently my favorite player on the season. Nice guy. I was so wrong going in. Completely proved me wrong. Nice guy. Not going to judge. Yo, he's great. That's awesome. He caught a fucking octopus. Mm. That's really cool. Yummy. No, he's super down to earth, and I thought he was going to be like dream off in dreamland. The whole time. Anyway, pawn shop. They visit a pawn shop to get some expert information. I think that is expert information. Maddie doesn't think he is an expert, but I think he's an expert. Well, I mean, we can't really judge, but he's probably an expert in something. Yeah, he knows more than they do. He knows least. that watches and a watch. Yeah, which they which could they have noticed. Because it has no time, like hands moving or yeah. battery. And or there's no inside. parts. <laughs> it's, it's so weird because all it is... Is like a metal case with these coordinates engraved on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which they find out. Yeah, then Nazi bowtie man comes in and kills the pawn shop. Was guy. he already fucking there the whole time? No, he comes in after. I think he's following them. He's hiding from behind the curtain. He comes out. Oh, oh I thought. He, I just they... assumed he came through a back door, but you might be right. Maybe he was hiding in there the whole I'm time. I'm pretty sure he was in there the whole time, and as soon as they walked out the door, he came out from behind the curtain. Yeah. I, I was, was like, what the, the fuck? No, no, he came in through the back door the same way he left at the end when the other people came into the front yeah, of the Yeah, I shop. think he was coming in from the back room, but you're right. It did sort of look like he just came out from behind a curtain like, uh, what's his button, Hamlet, when he got <laughs> stabbed <laughs> through the curtain. Oh. Pontius. Oh. Pontius, yeah. Okay. Pontius. No, that's Whatever not right. Laertes? No, no, no. no it's with the P. The, the, the advisor yeah. whose daughter is Ophelia. Ophelia. It's like, it's Ophelia's father. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Not Patricia. We read it. It's our shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a P name. It it's is. definitely a P name. We're going to get away Polonius. from it. Polonius. Yes! See, we've all read Hamlet. Yeah. We just proved it. We <laughs> all have college educations, guys. To college. Cheers. Ah, okay. I didn't want to make a noise, so mm. we just almost cheers. Good point. <laughs> um, here's a question how did he find them at the pawnbroker I honest to god think he's been following, following them him since the restaurant 24-7 it's the, the only way that since makes sense the watch went, he can't physically fight them well why nope. would he he wouldn't let the watch out of his sight right yeah. and he saw Maddie get it so that's right but why wouldn't he assume that she, like they would have then if that's true he would have seen them go to the police station which you would assume the cops would have the watch right you would you would at least give it a shot yeah so anyway Ugh. but anyways he kills the pawnbroker <laughs> yeah after screaming about what the numbers were and he's like i can't tell you dude i don't remember yeah, the I numbers did. i just looked at them yeah, tell me the numbers second but apparently, do you remember the numbers you remember that the is numbers? a Perfect imitation <laughs> of Nazi bow tie man. Yeah, you nailed can play it. him in this episode. Yeah, amazing. So they stop for a paper to get uh, Jonathan's obituary. Is that where they find out that Mohawk was the witness? Yeah, from the obituary. Being an obituary. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. There was one witness, and then they look at each other and say the name in unison. Yeah, such and such. What? <laughs> Right? That you would write that, like, you would, you don't write the circumstances of someone's death no, of in their own. Not. Okay. Yeah. Well, but you don't I even don't. really write the method of death, usually. No, usually you don't write, don't. Uh, such and such There's... died, she was beaten to death in her own home. No, no, there no. There was one witness, yeah. her, her cat. 
mittens. He's like read the police blotter or something. Yeah, it's gross. It's really gross. like passed away peacefully by the survived by so. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, it's nice things. Sometimes they'll talk about like work, like what they did for a living. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Is it family that writes them? Uh, usually, yes. yes. You send it in. I think you have to pay for it, just yeah. like anything else. Yeah, like so. classifieds, right? Unless you're famous, because they have uh, obituaries written for a lot of famous people that are currently alive. Because oh a lot of like news, well, they used to for newspapers. I don't know what it's like now, but like they, they wouldn't have time. Let's say if someone like really like let's say president obama passed away crazily tonight right they they wouldn't have time to write that whole there's no. so much background right so they keep them updated to That's like crazy just fill in the last part and then print it it's crazy yeah like so all those obituaries for all these people are out there written they haven't died yet <laughs> so don't get too famous because you might back. get one you don't want it yeah okay. Gonna, okay i would like to read my first line of notes on this page D spazzes, M says sorry, grabs his hand. Oh, my God. oh that's right. Oh, I that. just got down to D and M after a while. <laughs> Hang on. I couldn't write the whole names. That was their first kind of like sparky moment, right? Because mm-hmm. well, he kind of mm-hmm. freaked out. Yeah. So I was like, so no, I'm not dumb. D spazzes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> D spazzes. That's yeah. Uh, and then we meet Susan Kaplan, who was married to Jonathan. Jonathan's wife. Who we met at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, she was in bed with him when he got He kissed her two times. Yeah. That's how you know you have a good marriage. She's pretty, uh... I thought it was... I I rewound because I couldn't make out his face the first time I saw it. I was like, I thought it was David. I'm like, oh, I didn't think he was in a relationship Mm. at the beginning of this show. We don't meet him until ten minutes in. Ten minutes. Just... That's very true. Throwing that out there, which is weird. But that's very um, typical of the procedural, yeah. where the first act is the setup, which usually has nothing to do with your actual <laughs> heroes, Yeah, right? It's the case of the week, so you're always seeing strangers, and one of them's about to get murdered, basically. And you see that for eight minutes, then you get your cops in, right? So, yeah. Yeah. That's not... Uh, it's kind of different. Like, pilot, maybe they could have found a way to introduce them a little sooner, or, like, just had a scene of, like, the basketball scene yeah. up top before <laughs> yes. the jogging, but... Who knows? I mean, they were they were screwing around. No, with I think it was, it's fine. It, well, I kind of liked it. What we learn in this scene is that Jonathan's father owned that watch, and there was some kind of family lore that doesn't he, even work. That he took it from a Nazi who was hiding diamonds, and she doesn't think it's true, but her husband definitely believed the story to be true and yep. really wants those diamonds. Yeah, but his father, and then his, his father, father would died. have known about this, and he would have known where the he the father is the one who hit them. Yes, right? yes, but he's trying to out. I think his father. He's, yeah, he's trying to outlive the Nazi. I believe his he father was. Yes, the Nazi smuggled them out. Yes, yes, he, he did. Agreed so. to do it for him. Yeah, then wanted to steal them. Right, and so and so even though Nazi, he already did, Nazi can't kill him because he's the only one that knows where they are. So he's trying to, he was hoping that the Nazi, because if he gets them and starts using them, he can come and take them, right? But if they're hidden and he doesn't give up, like the whole thing. How does everybody know about this damn watch? That the coordinates are in the watch. The only people who should know are the Nazi, maybe the punk, and the guy's son. But maybe not even the Nazi. Like those are coordinates that... 
the guy, his father, he's the only one who knows the coordinates. Right, like, how does the Nazi know that the coordinates are, ri- like, the Nazi gave, oh, I see what you're saying. How does he he know just gave him the, the diamonds. The Nazi doesn't know the hiding spot. No, I don't even know if he knows anything about the watch. Like, yeah. the watch is... How did he find... The, the, they this, never the explained The mysteries this. themselves do not add up to No, they don't. Lot. Yeah. The one, at the, it, the, the one in the finale makes even less sense, honestly. Mm. It's... Yeah. Very dumb. Well, you know, you guys have a good point in that there's no, like, how does he know that the watch is the answer? Like, it doesn't matter if he knows that the numbers are coordinates. Because if he just knows he needs to find the watch to find a clue, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But we don't know how he knows that the watch has the clue. Yeah, no. Unless it's, like, it's the only thing that was left to Jonathan. Yeah. That'd be the only way he would know... That that is that's the important thing, right? But that would be super weird. For it's your very father. to leave one little watch to your son. It's that's very it. strange. Yeah. And like, wh- like why wouldn't yeah, anyway? I don't know. Like Jonathan um, would know that the watch contains coordinates. Yeah. And his wife also says they a stranger came by and offered them five grand for it, and he said it's got sentimental value, and I, I don't want to sell it. I don't get it. I don't. I feel like maybe we missed something. Maybe the Nazi gave him the watch. Maybe the Nazi maybe made the original the hiding place. I don't fucking know. But I feel like this show, like in a good mystery, you have a, like a central question and there's the truth. And you start out at the question and it's the same territory you're treading over and over and just like spiraling in towards the truth. Yeah. And this, I don't feel like there is a hard truth. They I just don't have know like if some they set knew. Pieces. Well, and that's that's a big thing the in the writing of this show. Like all, you know how we were talking earlier before we started recording about the shots of her feet. They constantly go to Sybil Shepherd's feet in this show, where it's like just right. her walking down yeah, hallways. Yeah, yeah. The writer introduced that element to buy himself more time to finish writing. Oh. So they would shoot those kind of like pickup shots early to buy himself more time to finish changes to the Holy scripts shit. day of. That's terrible. The, apparently, that... the whole thing was like that. Like the production was like. Always being pushed back with what? writing, and like the actors had all their problems, and that it was just like sucks. that's why so many of the seasons don't have the full requisite number of episodes for a season. They couldn't even get through all the episodes. So it's like normally you have twenty three. We only got sixteen done. What the oh, fuck? Sorry wow. guys. Oh, that's crazy. And I don't think it's crazy. so much the writers. I don't know. Yeah. How do you I mean, how you do you know justify you're there, that? But right? if you're not giving scripts. Even before the day of shooting, yeah, yeah that's, that's really unfair to the actors. Like, I know a lot of shows they get them the Sunday night before, and the mm-hmm. actors hate it because that's a lot of stress on them. Especially if you're like the lead in a you know eight day show, yeah, to learn all that dialogue by the next morning or whatever. But yeah, to not be on like first day one or two of this week's episode, and you don't even have a script, you're just shooting yourself walking around. Yeah. Imagine how much that pisses you off. <laughs> Buddy of mine got picked up. He got like a four episode run on Prison Break nice. uh, in the summer. Yeah. Nobody remembered to forward him a script. So the night before, he like was calling the producers like, I, am I supposed to have like a script or something? He's like, yeah, you've got a lot of lines. And it's all monologue. What the fuck? And so they got him to him day of. Oh my God. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, I would know. That's wow. not cool. Boy. We all know well, that, that, that that's not cool. Film how is... production runs. Like, there's always at least one wheel that's fallen off. Like, <laughs> you have to be so proactive because there's people are so stressed at all times, and there's so much going on that it's so easy for stuff to get lost. But that, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I wanted to. I wrote down one line that our dear David Addison said. It was one of his rule of three jokes. 
and he was talking about, you know, how true something is, and he was giving examples, and he said, does Spock beam up? Oh my god! That's pretty great. That's a thing that happens. So the thing I said that's gonna happen is also gonna happen. But wait. That was his third one. I forget what the first two were. Why Spock? Exactly. Yeah. It could be anyone, but... It's... I mean, it would make the most sense if Scotty beams up. Does Spock beam up? Does Scotty beam up? That makes a little bit of sense. But I think he means the act of being beamed. Yeah, but that makes... Not the doing the beaming. (sighs) But you would say, does Kirk beam up? But then it's like, Kirk could be anyone. You'd have to say Captain Kirk. But Spock is like... Spock. Specific. Okay, that's right? fair. That's anyway, fair. Then there's a dead body. In I the buy car. that. The dead uh, body of the gentle psycho, the garden variety psycho business suit uh, man. Limo guy. Limo guy. Uh, we have so many names for him because they didn't give man. us one. This limo time guy. I capitalized buddy. For him. <laughs> Buddy's dead. Buddy is dead. I just wrote dead body in the car. I didn't even bother to write who it was. I wrote terrible, terrible makeup, followed oh. by, uh, this is what Bruce Willis says. Like, either he's dead or has an obscene amount of blue rouge on his face. He like, also says... That is a fact. There is way too much blue rouge on his face. It looks... I thought he looked good. Holy fuck. He looked like a real it body. It was so blotchy. Yeah. He looked dead, I thought. He looked dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I that was so I much thought, makeup on his face. Would, it looked like he was shot by a Homer Simpson shotgun of p- makeup. You ever and seen it, a body? In <laughs> general, <laughs> like, don't turn around scenes really get on my nerves. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, like telling someone not to turn around is like telling someone to calm down. They do it twice in this episode. Yeah. Because then she's out on that ledge and he's like, don't look down. Nah. Of course she's going to fucking look down. Ugh, Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, but he also says it signals that someone is on to us. You mean putting a dead body in your car? (laughs) This was Heinz, right? That's right. And what was the point of that? A, what was the point of that signal? B, where's the thug? Where's the guy's henchman? Yeah, where's the blonde guy? Where's the guy with the see-through shirt? What Maybe he's working for Heinz. What Maybe he's him? the one who killed nope. him. I don't fucking know. And that's when they had the whole conversation where she's like, do you think I'm cold? People think I'm cold. I was like, ugh. They open up to each other a little. It's kind of boring. Whatever. There's a little it's bit kind of, of boring. Whatever. It wasn't great. Great. It wasn't Thank great. You. Do you want to dance? And then they said their goodbyes. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is a nice scene where they dance and they talk it out. She's saying in no. In a dive bar. They're How did they even bar. get there? She goes in to make a phone call? I think so. Great. Great stuff, by the way. Everyone has to use payphones. I know. Guys. I kind of like that. It's a cool device. Um, I miss payphones. I miss having an excuse to get someone in anywhere. I guess now we could just say Wi-Fi. I miss finding I need to use your hotspot. quarters in the payphones. That's what I miss. Um, <laughs> or those <laughs> infected needles like you'd always hear about in urban legends. Oh, that never happened to me. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. Um, she needs money more than anything. Why is she running away from this cave? I guess it's the bodies. Oh, yeah. But She's not a private detective. She doesn't want this. Oh. Also, as she points out in the last episode, no one's paying them to do anything. anything. It's not like if they find the diamonds, Who's the they client? can keep them. Can't they? Not if they... Well, they'd have to lie about it and hide them. Well, These are st- don't, diamonds that were smuggled out of Nazi Germany. Yeah. Like, they probably belong to somebody. If they keep those diamonds, they become criminals. That's against I, I the law. Guess, exactly. I guess you can track them down, right? Like, you can track a diamond. Like, are they marked? They have serial numbers. These. Or they should. They should. But these but are Nazi diamonds. Who knows, right? These could yeah. be untraceable they deeds. Be unmarked. Unmarked diamonds. I think this is something that bugs me because we see... The victim's wife is so sad and distraught over his death. Like she's kind, of, she's mostly upset with him for getting killed because now she's totally screwed. But Jonathan's if, wife? 
Yeah. I the didn't find her that distraught. I was actually surprised at how nonchalant she was treating this conversation. She I seemed she was more annoyed shock. with yeah. the whole diamond thing than anything else. Like, oh, they're so stupid they believe that's true. I thought she was just in shock. Oh, of course, yeah. Because her husband died the previous morning. Yeah, and he got hit by a car while he's jogging, which but is very upsetting. we never find out if they get those diamonds to her. She says she needs money. We never find out what happens to her. But it's they're not all... rightfully hers either. Those diamonds the fall next, off the, the next... fucking bridge along with Heinz at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, they pour into his face. I think they're gone. Well, they, they pour, pour into onto the... the masses of the world. There's yeah. some left. We'll into the LA street. It's... I think there was a little bit left in but, the bed. But, but so that's... much hate for that ladder. Uh, it was uh, that. Dad, let's just skip it. Completely. It was 90 yeah. degrees like this. And why the fuck didn't they find that ladder before she scaled the tower? A. B. It was broken like this. It, it would have snapped. Thank you. With so much weight on it. Like, I don't, I can't it talk about this ladder. Up. I was like, that's not uh, physics. I can't, like, I can't but talk yes, about this done. ladder. The fact that they didn't Thanks. use the ladder in the first place was so There's funny. so many that, things with guys, that. Like, let me, oh, let, let me, me catch you up here. Um, they realize the diamonds are hidden in a clock tower in downtown LA. Yep. So they go to the roof. And they start climbing the outside of the clock tower. He tries to scale it, but is not manly enough to do so. He keeps falling, and it's so close to the edge. They're like 20 stories up to begin with. But I think they took the stairs. Yeah, but they're 20 stories up. But he could fall at any time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, it was so high. Oh, I hate that. I hated this whole thing. No, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Stupid. Nobody would ever do that in a million years. No. She could have died at any moment. It's the daytime. On top of that, she climbs up there. She, like, Spider-Man's across. In a fucking skirt. With no... There's no foot ledge there. Yeah. Like, there's there's no way anyone would... In their right mind would do that. Hold on. Yeah. Then she sits there and freaks out about how she's stuck. No, her legs look so good in this scene. But she doesn't once look around for the diamonds. No. She finds them by accident. Oh my God. She just gets over there. It's like, get me down. I'm like, are you not going to actually look for the diamonds here? Why would you like this? This is, oh, because the tone of it was amazing. And the music was was so good. And they've got great great chemistry. (laughs) Not given one good point yet in this plot. Oh. Well, it's it's just. All garbage. He is actually phenomenal. I love him and I love her. I like the tone. She's great. Yeah, the tone is fantastic. I I love everything about it. And it's so funny because procedurals aren't usually your guys' jam. No, I, I hate procedurals. So procedurals. But it's such a quirky procedural. It like is. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's more than just this, but the, so many procedurals for me are just super dry. I like that and, they screw with the fourth wall, and I like that this might be the first real dramedy. I like that it's groundbreaking. He blames his uh, inability to climb yep. on his, quote, slippery hormones. <laughs> I laughed yeah. so much through this scene. Yeah. Yeah, because men are more evolved Slippery by about 15 minutes. Hormones. I was like, yeah, yeah, he said that too. I mean, that one's... Women are less evolved. By 15 minutes. Yeah. That's just... His character... I, I like this aspect of his character where it feels like he's saying any dumb thing that comes into his head. Because that's... It doesn't even make sense no, what he's saying. I agree. That's why it seems to me like he's high on cocaine. I would buy it. I would buy it. Like, every time we're not looking directly at him, he's snorting cocaine. That's how I'm going to watch this show. Ridiculous. <laughs> so she's stuck up on the clock. Yeah, he, he tells realizes... her to do a, a jump and a boogaloo yeah. to get to the to get to get the uh, clock hand that's about 30, 
five feet away from her. Legs looking fantastic. I'm gonna say it's it again. Terrifying. Um, yeah, I don't like heights. I know none of us really like heights. I don't mind heights at all. I'm totally fine. I with don't heights. also don't mind heights. But I would but we all hate heights. Hey, we're going skydiving for Sasuke's thirtieth. You want to come? No, I'm not gonna come. What if we blindfold you? Let's make it the twenty ninth instead. You it's more exciting. Airplane. That's even more terrifying. Well then, I you would. Have to come. I would Over fight. Your own will. I know what would happen is we'd get up there and I would just fight tooth and nail to stay in the plane. No, we're I not going to take a blindfold until you're out of the plane. I would hear it. I would fight tooth and nail to stay you're seated on the bench up. at the side. There's no bench. You sit on the ground of the plane. Great. I am clinging to the wall. <laughs> and there's and that's nothing it. to hold on to. I will find something. You uh, watch me. I'm an animal. Okay, you don't have to I come. don't want to I will cling on to the people that I'll are staying on the plane. I'll videotape you guys like from the, the ground. Pilot. I would do that. I would absolutely do that. I would find someone who they could not lose. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fine. I accept that. Um, so the old man, he goes, Bruce Willis goes downstairs, gets a ladder yeah, that they, they knew was there used, the whole time. They didn't know, but they didn't look either. He ran away, from, like, just so stay dumb. there, I'll be right back. And he literally, the first thing he comes upon is this, like, incredibly long ladder. Yeah, took him two seconds to find it. Like, seriously. Yeah. And, but just the ladder ends up falling, and she's like way out over the building, hanging out over the street. This, yeah, and this genuinely got a good reaction out of me. Like was this scary. was tense and scary, and yeah. like so. I even though the scene doesn't make sense, I'm still getting a like a. I'm still drawn into it, which it's, I think is a good marker. So yeah, I enjoyed it. How as well, many but... people would be driving by and seeing that? Oh. Yes, that would be calling. But how the many? Like, I sort of justify it. I'm like, okay, people don't have cell phones. They'd have to drive somewhere, stop, get Even out of the car. Even though it's really far up, you're still going to see a fucking ladder still it went out. on for so long. You know what? Someone in no an office across up. the street would have just been like, exactly. picked up the phone at their desk. It's like when a number of people across the street would have done that. Exactly. So that like was another thing that I was like, this is ridiculous that no one's noticing this. No one's like... Anyway, so... Yeah, yeah she, she accidentally hit the glass wall that contained the bag of diamonds as she was falling. Yep. Did we say that? And drops down. Well, we, he makes her turn around for no reason while she's hanging off the ladder, mm. climbs out to pull her back up. Like, don't climb out. Hold the fucking ladder. And this is another scene that went in a total circle, just like the one where they were like hostage-free hostage. It was like, out on the ladder, safe. Out on the ladder. <laughs> like, let's go back. Let's go back out there. Okay. And then let's have this guy follow me out there. Bowtie Man shows up. So David climbs out to the edge of the ladder with the diamonds thinking like, oh, he won't come out here. He could have just fucking used Maddie. Immediately fall. Exactly. That what? was my biggest problem with that scene. Yep. Why wouldn't he do that? Like, why point your gun at her, look at her, and then put it in your pants only to climb out to Bruce Willis over the fucking city where you, like, you're... How to be yanking you didn't think I would do it. You wait 40 years to be rich. You'll do almost anything. Don't do this. You have no choice. What's your rush? You've got nothing but time. Yeah. Like, Wait what the shit? Like, you didn't think I would do this. I have waited a long time for this money. Like, you're not going to get it, dude. See, that's the other thing. We've spent no time with this German guy. We know nothing. So at his granddaughter's yeah. birthday party. Which is like a quick misdirect to returns out he's not a nice guy. Whoop to do. But we don't know anything. Yeah. Like, we Just don't know that he's been waiting. Make you... When you wait almost 40 years to be rich, you do almost anything. We could Including see him. Including an insane freaking... 
Oh. Including completely losing, like, logic. Like, all he had to do was put the gun to her head and say, give me the diamonds or I'm going to shoot her face off. Yep. Like, what do you think? He's going to just give them to you once you get out there as well? Well, yeah, you're going to have to fight him for it at the very least, which probably means you're both going to fall off the ladder. He has to come back in. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. There is no chance. But it's all worth it, guys, because once... Once they foil him, once he climbs out and then falls off the ladder... And all the diamonds fall off the ladder. All the diamonds fall off the ladder, we get the most amazing news headline. Model, Model turned detective foils heist. heist. Foils. Model turned detective. Then there was the romantic music as he's climbing back onto the ladder. I'm like, what is this romantic cue right now? Also, the entire time that David and the Nazi were out on the ladder fighting, which yep. went on for an really long time a long time maddie did nothing nope doesn't run for help doesn't scream for help she did nothing she did nothing she just stood there and watched it happen these writers i mean especially knowing that they've got a lot of moving parts like they're constantly rewriting small sections i feel like they're like okay uh we got to make this one thing work in this scene yeah but she's over there it's like ah, just the audience just fo- make sure we focus really hard on the ladder stuff maybe people will just forget maddie's over there and it's like each scene is like that like let's focus on a few little essentials showing her what like the worst offender for me was the guy the 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 man not tackling her as she's shooting everything in the room oh Oh, yeah. and then he does he does tackle her Eventually, after she runs out of bullets. After like 20 seconds. He waits for her to run out of trying shots. to shoot him. Well, the logic is right, like, you don't want to run at someone with a gun because they would shoot you, but she She's can't not gonna hit hit you. anything. Exactly. So there was no point in waiting for her to get rid of all the bullets because now there's no bullets for you to use. But then he immediately reloads the gun, I think, when he has it back. And yeah. what's so, the point of giving her that? The whole point of that scene is to show how useless she is in combat. And then later on, she gets the chance to punch Bruce Willis and go, that's how you throw I don't punch. know what the point of that was. Yeah, that, yeah that you're right. It doesn't like it was ludicrous. I think it was comedy again. I think that was supposed to be the funny part, that she's so, so bad at shooting someone that's in the same room as her. I think they think smashing dishes is funny. Yeah. Like Probably. Just, let's just smash a lamp. Let's smash a vase. Smashing things is fun. And yeah. they're not wrong. Smashing things is it fun. It is fun. It's uh, good entertainment. It's not funny. No. Not when you're just doing it to do it. So they're safe, and they accomplish nothing except a bunch of people getting murdered because they lost the diamonds, and everyone died basically except them. And, then, and Heinz could have possibly crushed someone at the bottom of that. I know. I always think about that. And then they—that's when they have. But he has—he gives and poor Jennifer of like, yeah, <laughs> dead. Her grandpa dies on her birthday. On the, yeah. On I forgot it was her birthday. It was the next day. day. It yeah. is the next day. The next day. Holy shit! So then she has to find out: a Grandpa's dead. B He was a Nazi. Yeah. Secret Nazi. That's rough. So many, so many unfinished stories in this series. Right. Like but it's... he tries to convince her that they make a good team and that he's changed and the, all the bad stuff he said and did was the old me. And he's like, okay, I need a day to think about it. She says, I need a day to think about it. Yeah. And he's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. She's walking him out, opens the door, and boom. Met by the press. Press. Is it true you're starting a detective agency? Come back, same time tomorrow, (laughs) for the announcement. 
freeze frame on her giving her giving him like a what did you do smile and he has that glorious smile that he has he is super charming at that moment and then every episode has like a two minute credit sequence yeah Yeah. that one that one was nuts that has ended Jacob came in and saw the ending sequence like what is going on in the sequence like all of this has happened throughout the episode they're just replaying all the (laughs) the wonderful scenes that we've just observed you can't even read people's names in television credits if you want to now they go by so fast you're like, what? 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 Who? What? They, yeah. You really got some respect back in those days. It's pretty all great. Right. That's the pilot, guys. That's Anything pilot. to say before we We've tackle said the it all. It was a long motherfucker. That was... It was. This one will be faster because thank God it was only 42 minutes. Yeah. When, when this episode finished, I always thought I was at the halfway point and I was like, what? Because the ending to the finale is not great. It makes well, no, no the, sense. The, the whole ending of the finale, like the whole clock scene is like, Jesus. The ending of the pilot or the no, ending of, of the finale? finale? Oh, of the finale. Oh, of the sorry. Finale. The, the ending it of, was of the pilot abrupt, kind of makes sense. Didn't resolve anything. Yeah. And the finale had a bit of a tag to it that this one didn't have. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Like, we got an after scene. But that's because yeah. the entire supposed question of this episode is, is the detective agency going to stay open, right? That's where we start. Yep. So that's where we end. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And it does, and we're lucky it did. Also, we're lucky that it, for the finale, they did a new intro. Yes. Amazing intro. The First intro. thing I wrote down. So good. Loved it. Okay. Uh, the intro for the for, for the pilot, I, I will say, it was just first Sybil Shepherd's name, then Bruce Willis's name, then Moonlighting. Yeah. And yeah. just in a black, white font on black with a mirrored version underneath it. I feel it. like the Very song simple. at the end was the song at the beginning because it's it's got yes. moonlighting in the song. Yeah. Yes. It is. Because I noticed it at the finale and I was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be the theme song. A lot of times in the pilot they don't do the theme because you don't know the characters yet. Yeah. It comes pretty soon in the episode and uh, they usually want those extra few minutes from the pilot mm-hmm. for having more story, right? So a lot of shows you won't see the actual opening credits until episode two. Okay, the murders in the mail title. They have all got oh, great titles. They do. They Except are all pilot. puns. Atomic Shakespeare. I think Shakespeare. the pilot is also called Moonlighting. That's the title. Oh. All right. Anyway, I take your word for it. Dave and Maddie find a dead body as they try to collect money for a collection agency, but it disappears without a trace when they try to report it. Yay! Sounds about right. Uh, this this episode opens. I don't know if you noticed, but with a sting from Hitchcock. It's either from Vertigo or North by Northwest. Mm. Saskia, did you? Notice? I did not. Okay, yeah. The music over top of. Basically, we start with a um, uh, a man returning to America by flight. Gets off the plane. Ton of news reporters there, and uh, he asks him what's going on. He goes, "Oh, this plane just." crashed or exploded in midair flight from lisbon thank you yeah and uh he goes uh i was going to be on that flight i had a last minute change and then gives the creepiest smile Smile that i've ever seen that 300 people just died in the air Mm. i think having gotten finally to the end this morning on the way back here uh that it is a weird like hat you didn't get me yeah because i think it is right but but i don't even know does he realize it at that point i think for sure, because he's coming home because he thinks he's been made, right? What the episode will reveal is that he was a spy for the America, a double agent working overseas against the Russians. So great that the Russians can still be an official enemy. Yeah, in this, it's yes. so cool. It's the eighties. Yeah, everyone's against the Russians. Quote unquote at this point. enemy. I like how our two our two baffling. villains were the Germans and the Russians. Yeah. Yep. Over these two episodes, the East Germans though. 
<laughs> I remember I heard, Lesser a, I heard a story once that uh, Disney was having such a hard time with one of the Muddy Ducks movies because they didn't know who to make the opposing team in the international competition. Like, they had to pick someone that was, like, it wasn't going to offend anyone that was going to, like, start a thing. Oh, good and luck. And end up being Iceland. Oh. <laughs> like America versus Iceland. Ooh, that doesn't, that lacks some punch. I don't care, like, PC point in history where, like, there was, we didn't hate anybody. Yeah. It was, like, post-Cold War, but pre, like, Axis of Evil. So it was, like, there was no, like, real American person to, like, shit on. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, let's shit on Iceland. That was, like, 91 That's... to 2001. Yeah. Where it was just, like, ugh, the who good days. are we against? We were, like, peaceful for I a second. I guess we had the Gulf War. The Clinton War. years. Fuck yeah. you, Iceland. Briefly. Yeah. But that's so <laughs> brief. And that's not even against her. That's just... Uh, we don't... That's a whole other game. Totally. Okay, so... So, creepy smile. Then, he immediately goes to the largest bank machine I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. I'm not even that old. That was a monster. <laughs> it, was, it was a monster with a phone that called a you. phone. If your thing doesn't go through. Like, that was so crazy. crazy. Yeah. I guess it must have been like not many people had them, so you could do custom service. I, I they must know. have been brand new at that point. Like, that was... this was... in the airport as well? So, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was out. in the baggage claim. Uh, so yeah, giant bank machine, he tries to get money out, and the bank machine calls him and tells him that his cards have been deactivated because he died. Yeah. Well, no, they've been cancelled by someone that said he was dead. Yeah, but who, why? Who and why would do that? The people who were shooting his plane down? But why would they care about his credit cards continuing to function? Um. Like, the only reason he would do that is if you were very quickly trying to prove someone was dead. And why would anyone try they to prove it? Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a spouse or something. Totally. Which that's, is what it seems. And that's what I thought as well. Yeah. I that's yeah. sort of the only thing that makes sense. Anyway, let's not dwell on it too yeah. much. I thought it was the spouse that was trying to kill him. We see Maddie in the By office. crashing a plane. She, uh, She's freaking has out. lots of bills to pay and they don't have any clients coming in. She's talking about scaling down the office. Office is full. Office is chock full and of And as we mentioned... Uh, our dear David is bringing his, he wants to break the glass to get the piano in which he can't play but he's reading a book about <laughs> not being second and it's teaching him how to get more money I guess mm-hmm. because money is the root of power true enough true enough he's basically reading Art of the Deal mm-hmm. but it's called Being Second Stinks <laughs> and yeah I mean that doesn't really factor in much to the episode. It doesn't at all. Really? It, it, we move on from it that It does piano. come back around, though, because when the... What's his name? That we find out his name. Roy Hirsch, the yeah, spy. is in the office. Agnes is like, he's playing pool. <laughs> so uh, he was right. <laughs> the pool table attracts fancy playing. True enough. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it really has nothing to do with anything. Again, it's just showing the differences between their personalities yeah. and how they want to do everything the opposite way and how it's, you know, they'll never get along. So Bruce Willis has a contract, though, with uh, basically Yak Yak. I can't, I couldn't yuck, figure yuck. out what he was saying. Ack, ack. Like some, he's a, yeah, I don't know the word I either. almost think he might have said it differently each time. Credit Anyways. assurance. She was making a joke by saying it wrong every time. Oh, okay. I think he was saying it the same every time. I think they're called Yak Yak. Yik yak? Yik yak, maybe? Yik yak? Anyways, they're a bill collection it's agency. It's initials. Yeah. yeah. And so basically, they're just going to be thugs. They're going to be enforcers. They they're get bill collectors. They're like repo people. And they get 50%. They get half of what they can collect from people that are so obstinate that the, this company has basically given up on getting their investment back. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good and luck. She is not for this. She's like, I literally just lost all my money. Like, I don't want to go around 
being the person that does that. Like, I don't feel good about that. And he's like, no, they're all creeps and deadbeats. Like, that's such a shitty assumption to make. Yeah, what if they're a family that yeah, over their head or they just had a tragedy? Yeah, there's, so many, there's so many things. But no, it's a poet who bought a car he can't afford. Which is the definition of a deadbeat. And screw poets because yeah. they're not important in the 80s. People are fundamentally good, she insists. His name is Larry as well, and we know we all hate people named Larry. Huge extra. Larry like had a seven-foot guy who got no lines. Yeah, I didn't understand this scene. Uh, yeah, they show up at Larry's house, bang on the door, they're fighting again, like, what's the best way? Should we approach them kindly and, and talk about the situation? Yeah. Which is Maddie's plan, and he's like, no, we gotta get violent, we gotta scare them. That's David's plan, and he opens the door, and the guy's like an enormous giant. And he yeah. introduces himself as David Boom Boom Addison. David sakes. Boom Boom Addison. When he's knocking before the door opens. Yes. Okay. Before he sees the man. I was like, saying that to a giant man is a very weird thing to say. Uh, but then he's, he <sighs> says this first guy has a gland problem. Right. Which, like... Yeah. That's, again, just a joke. I think. Yes, but, but I, she's like, we've had your shot. You wanted one shot. Let's just stop. We don't want to do this. They just gave up though because he was huge and yeah. physically threatening. Well, yeah, because his plan was to intimidate yes. him into paying up. And then as soon as he saw him, he realized that he can't do that. What else is he going to do? Just ask nicely? Like, obviously, that's already been tried. <laughs> obviously. But yeah, they could have put a bit more thought into it. Maybe there's a way to trick him into paying. <laughs> like, have a different approach. You can go back instead of just giving up. There's a quick scene where um, the blonde man goes into the church, goes into confession. He says he hasn't been to confession in 42 years. Before that, he actually considers going home and is almost at his door before he realizes, no, there's somebody trying to kill me. Well, I'm not going to go in here. The guy in the elevator tells, tells him, he's, him they've been doing renovations, but he shouldn't have gone back there in the first place. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he should but he's never... a spy. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he thinks they, like, his place hasn't been compromised. Maybe, I don't know. As soon as he found out they were doing renovations in his place. He sh as soon as he found out that his credit cards were canceled because somebody said that he was dead, he should have been like, oh, I'm a Russian spy. I'm, I got to get out of here. Yeah, he but doesn't a... go in, but he later sneaks in the back and finds the arrow. Like you brought this death on what yourself, did, what pal. What did determine it was in the end? Look, can I, I just want to lay out the, the beats of the story really quick. Cause you're, so basically, this spy comes back to America... We don't really know what side he's working he's for. He's an American spy. Well, yeah. He's an you're right. We are told eventually he's an American spy working undercover as a Russian spy. Right. So he is murdered so then by one man who then vanishes. But see, the, 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 we're only told that by the guy who's posing as CIA, but is exactly. actually ends a criminal. Up killing him. Exactly. And so then a Russian agent posing so as never an American know. takes the date off of him and tries to finish... Basically, I feel like this double agent was given an assassination, and then a Russian agent picked it up and completed the job. So I feel like that guy might have been a, a Russian agent to begin with, in which case, who killed him and why? No, he was given, not given, the, well, yes, he was given the job, but yeah. what he was actually going to do was come home and tell the CIA, right. this is their target. Okay, and then the other guy came in with the instructions to finish the job. Right, but then who's the second guy that the third guy kills who he claims is a Russian pretending to be an American assigned with killing the American pretending to be the Russian. 
Right. Oh my god. Because there's a point where they're in a three-way car chase. Yeah, and yeah. one of them dies in that scene, right? That's there's a car crash? The, the, uh, the Russian killer. pretending to be the American. That's he, the killer. He does die in that car crash. Okay? I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, but the sure. problem with this episode is that all the information we learn is from a bad guy pretending to be a good guy who gets like, taken down, but we never get the truth. Yeah. No. Like, like, we don't know if any of the information we actually were given And I didn't know is who Roy Rush is. The only bit of truth we know is the instructions are to kill a visiting Chinese dignitary with a large mole on his on nose. On his nose. Yeah. So, Which at the event... Sorry, was super weird yeah. that he even told them that. Like, he finally gets the communique, this guy that claims to be part of the CIA. That just chased you across the fucking city for... Yeah. So, we should say Maddie and David break into this apartment where they found the dead body, but the dead body disappeared. And... David punches him his own reflection in a mirror. Yeah, he gets wow. He gets spooked. Ludicrous. Wow. He gets spooked. I bought it. Wow me. I love I wow you. I it was it. insane. I bought it. It was. It was nuts. No I totally bought it. It was Nobody so great. Be- was and then scared. the way he explained himself afterwards, like I saw my reflection in the mirror. Once again, they don't actually accomplish something through smarts. They find it by accident. Yeah, they stumble into it. They're terrible detectives, Yeah, really. It's like really. the, how they found the diamond. She, like, kicked in that thing with her heel yeah. by accident, and they just Look, fell oh, out. There's like, the diamond. Oh, there's a bag of diamonds. Look, I broke some glass, and there was the thing inside. Like, she climbed all the way up the tower, got to the handlebar, and then decided she was too terrified. Yeah, but to guys, they're such around. a good couple. That they it are. Doesn't oh it doesn't matter. They're gonna be together. Anyway, so, yeah, Huge my fun. point is, uh, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but, yeah, we don't actually know if anything we know is true. Yep. Which so, I don't think makes a good episode of television. No, I this I dislike this much, much more than the pilot. The pilot really sold me on the series. If I'd watched the finale first, I'd have been just confused. It ends in a food fight. Yeah, it did. Right? None of those people in that situation would throw food at each other. Yeah. They just wouldn't do it. They're, they're wearing very expensive outfits. They're like dignitaries. They're, they're ambassadors. They're, friggin', they're like, peacekeepers. They like, would never with the highest amount of class you could possibly have. I'm here way. to negotiate a peace, but first I'm going to throw a pie at that ambassador from Lebanon. Alright, so um. the man who got off the plane goes to the confession and he tells the, pri- the priest that he needs to come in, that someone's trying to kill him, and the priest is like, look, I need time, like, I'll contact the agency, and I got really scared when he said that, I Mm -hmm. thought this was gonna go, like, zero hour territory, where it's gonna be some underground, like, church agency, (laughs) thank god it was just the CIA. Hiding as priests. So, I think we can assume he was CIA, because generally they do refer to the agency as the CIA. I feel like he was, although I was, this is another plot point. He basically comes to his handlers and says, I've been found out. And they go, uh, come back tomorrow. Also, yeah. he says uh, that his code name is Windjammer. 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 Again, so 80s. 42 years. So, I need to come in, come back. So 80s. There Here's the thing. Then he goes into this whole, like, protect me and I'll protect you. I have the envelope. No one knows where the envelope is. How does that protect the CIA? He has a little uh, saving I have the no state idea. Chinese man. Like I that's no not idea. a threat to them, really. I mean, they want to know. They want to save him. Yeah, they want to save the guy. But I mean, I but don't, it's not a direct threat to them. It doesn't seem like a very good threat. Exactly. Anyway, uh, he says all he can do is call someone, and that's what he's going to do. Then that's not, and that's all he can do. We're just the CIA. We don't have a lot of resources. Uh, no, he's just a courier as well. Oh, he's just a courier for the He'll CIA. Try. That's what he did say. I'll try. Yeah. I'll think about Meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, uh, David has promised to take Maddie back to the office, but she finally realizes they're not going the right way. 
And uh, he's taking them to the next deadbeat on the list, which happens to be our friend, Mr. Roy Hirsch. Oh, that's right. If it is, in fact, like, Roy Hirsch. Again, let's say that you are a secret government agent. Would you get on a deadbeat list of debts you didn't pay? Like, that seems know. stupid. I don't know. I assume it's automated. The whole thing is dumb. But it's like you wouldn't... They wouldn't have been there. Yeah, just, that was the you, that was a huge stretch. You just like go to your buddies at the CIA and be like, "Can you delete that?" Yeah, like yeah. you're in the CIA. Yeah, I agree. Your your account should be flagged, like like in the wire when they're under surveillance. Your account's flagged so they don't cancel the account, oh. so that they can keep the surveillance going. Yeah, it's anyway, silly. That was really crazy. But he's uh, in the back of the cab, and the, the cabbie realizes he's being tailed. Yeah, like that. Again, seems really weird that a cab would be like, I think that car is following us. Any, any reason why somebody would be following you? How far was he going that the cabbie could realize it? Right? Yeah. Like, he'd have to be well, taking a pretty strange route. from the route. church back to his apartment to crawl in and find that bow and arrow pointing at the door. And then immediately get murdered. From yeah. a guy hiding in his bedroom. <laughs> like, so come stupid. on. So no, stupid. he was in the fucking bathroom and he saw him in the mirror. Why even leave a crossbow trap? Like, like can't getting shot by a crossbow even kill you? Yeah, yes. if it, it hits you? you just right. Right, exactly. Like, it'd have to be, like, in the artery or, like, straight to the heart. If it goes through your shoulder. You any of face. Any of your... I don't think it would kill you if it hit you in the face. I think Maybe it would. if it went through If the it went through your, the side of your mouth or something, you're fine. you're fine. You're fine. I mean, it sucks, but you'll live, probably. I think it's it's no different than a gun. It's a strange way to try to... Like, you go from, like... Downing an entire plane to like one arrow. <laughs> Why does he just stand there waiting for him to open the door and shoot it's him in the face? It's fucking ludicrous that your first idea yeah, of are... killing a person is to kill a plane of people. Well, that's I think maybe to make it look like you didn't kill him. Yeah, right? no, it just four hundred like people it... die. Then it's like, oh, oh, that's a good distraction. If accident. I kill three hundred and ninety nine other people, they're Nazis, dude. Yeah. Oh no, this is a new episode. They're I'm... not Nazis. They're no. Russians. Just as bad. I thought that this they're whole Russians. episode was going to be. About them protecting this guy and trying to figure out who the real spy was. I, did, I thought I they like, were gonna. I thought he was gonna survive. It's a cool identity game. The stakes are saving this man's life. Great. That's I gonna carry he was gonna me the whole do it way the whole through. Time. Nope. Instead, they show up. They he died halfway through. Oh, they buzz and they he talk their way in by the accident. buzzer and lets them in because he thinks they're the CIA guys that yep. are coming to help him. And just by chance. Their oh choice God. of words. Like, That's why he let them in. I didn't realize that. Yeah. We're here from the agency. He asks, are you from the agency? Yeah. And she says yes, because she thinks he means collection agency. Not the CIA not agency. Not the Central Intelligence Agency. But then, oh, they are literally God. banging on the door. Like, be more careful, dude. That could have been anybody. Murdered. He's getting murdered. They are knocking on the door. Yep. That guy in there waited a long time to kill him. Waited, yeah. Basically waited until he went to his bathroom and looked in the mirror. And saw him in the reflection. Totally. He saw him. Yeah. There was no other point. He totally. To that. He waited for so long. One cool bit, though, exactly where that assassin's head is in the mirror is where he said. Is where the hidden letter is. It's behind that. Is that, that also the spot where the fucking Bruce ends up hitting? Yes, that's exactly the well, same did, spot. He said he knew where. He knew where it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he was. It's just that they showed up. They walked in, right? They were banging on the door while they was killing the guy. So he put him in the chair, yep. like hid, yep. and waited for them to leave. Or, but they found it in the meantime, right? No, no, they came back later. Yeah, that was at night right. when the place is empty. Because they they come they call yeah, the cops right. after they yeah, find the body. Know. They come back into the apartment. The assassin has moved the body, dressed in his clothes, and is posing as Roy Hirsch. Yep. 
the do police well. do not He's check not, for an ID. Friday. I wrote this down. Ask for ID? No, no. Ask for ID. It's my apartment. Like, why wouldn't they, why would he just make them out to be crazy? Like, no person would just go make up the fact that they just saw a dead body somewhere. Yeah. Although, if you was like, were, next time, make sure you're telling the truth. I'm like, are you serious? And mm. you got called down, and these two were hysterical saying that there's a dead body, and they open the door, and there's no dead body. Like, it's also very strange that a dude would just be, like, in his robe, chilling in his apartment, yeah. hiding a dead body. It so, is. Which is why you got to do due diligence and stick around for more than two minutes. Yeah, you can't. You can't. As totally. of, it's your and fucking job. And it was all job. going on about, like, probable cause and all this stuff, and it was like, okay. It's like... She's... He... The Roy Hirsch, fake Roy Hirsch, told them they could search the apartment. Told right? them. Gave them permission, and but they still didn't, didn't do it. didn't bother. Yeah. Didn't bother. Totally. Stupid. Crazy. Ugh. So uh, they leave. They come back later when the apartment is empty. I did empty. like this part when she was like, "He moved the body or something." Yeah. She was like freaking out. That was kind of funny. They come back when the apartment's empty, and in that time, some team has come and taken every single item out of it. And why didn't they just call the police while they were still with the body? Why did they have to go and get the police? Oh, anyway, I don't know. maybe he didn't have a phone in his apartment. Perhaps. Mm, Seems me. crazy. Yeah, so they come back, they break in, they find the the message, the coded message, By which accident. she thinks is like a Russian grocery list or whatever. Then the murdering guy comes back, so they hide and watch him from the balcony. He goes straight for the mirror, so he knows where it was hidden. Mm-hmm. But you're right, then he, why didn't he get it when he was hiding in the bathroom that whole fucking time? Oh, just so is many... he a different guy? No, it's the same it's guy. The same it's the same guy for thing. now. For now. Yeah. Because they go off with the letter. He then they he comes in as they're hiding outside, and they see him pacing around, looking and getting. We have to mention out. the shaving cream gag. That was. Oh yeah, yeah. When oh they come Lord. back to the apartment, Bruce Willis's uh, technique for making sure that no one's there is to run up and hammer on the door and then run away. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they look around the corner and no one Some comes. Some of us like to call that, what, Nicky Nicky Nidor? Yep. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Basically, all his jokes are like little kid jokes. And then he fills a bag, a paper bag with shaving cream and slips out the, the, the mouth of the bag under the door and then stomps on this side, which would spread shaving cream everywhere, but not actually alert anyone that someone's at your door. Never seen anyone Never. do that one before. No, and I'm like, what no. is that supposed to do? Well, I think, Other than make a mess. That's, yeah, like a, that's something you I do guess in it's, college. It's a prank to freak out, but unless he happens to be standing in that one particular part of his apartment, yeah. he's never going to notice. But I think banging would probably draw him yes, towards that towards part. the yeah. door. Hopefully he wouldn't see it. So either he also can... hoped it would pay off in an interesting visual. We never, like when they go in, we don't see them. Oh shaving. my God, I, you don't even you totally see do. it. You, you totally do. The, the, okay, the, oh, you do? The shaving cream oh, is God. everywhere. Oh, it's I, everywhere. I, I apologize. I didn't notice it I just it missed either. it and I was like, what? I was, just yes. Happened? Why it didn't was we see that? I didn't notice it either. I didn't. It was a big circular spread of shaving cream. So in the envelope is a passport with Roy Hirsch uh, his picture, or yep. blonde man's picture, and that's when he figures out, like, oh, he was a Russian spy, blah, 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 we get another scene of Agnes rhyming for no reason whatsoever. In this quote, they don't have anything in Russia, only ballet and roulette. Mm. Yeah. And vodka. Really, really weird really joke. Super... It's a weird joke. Just ballet Oh, right, because he's saying they don't have grocery stores. Yeah. Which seemed kind of racist. Uh, I feel like it's at least inaccurate. Yeah. They gotta have grocery stores. Well, it's like saying we live in igloos. Like, is that racist? Can- Canadians isn't a race. Yeah. There needs to be... What's it's the, xenophobic. What's the is for nationalism? Is Xen- that what it is? Xenophobic. Xenophobic? Yeah. Okay. 
It's xenophobic to it say is that definitely Russians don't xenophobic. have grocery stores. I'm sure they do. They must. By this point, by the time this was made, absolutely. <laughs> 1985. If they didn't before, then they did now. Yeah, totally. So uh, they have a huge fight about whether what to do, basically, yeah. right? Maddie's like, we are not equipped to take on Russian spies. And his solution is like, yeah, we are, because I have a gun. Here it is. Oh, and he just waves that gun at her. Like, yeah. No trigger discipline whatsoever. I thought she was going to get hurt. Crazy. Crazy. And so they decide that they're up to the task of taking on spies in the CIA. And Well, first they find out there's a real client in the office, Roy Hirsch. Roy Hirsch. So they the dead man. Run away. Again, with this Roy Hirsch business. We have three Roy Hirsches at the end of this episode. With the real Roy Hirsch, please stand up. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to have a problem here. <laughs> Understanding oh. what is happening. Oh, Okay, okay. okay. So they so, leave the office. let's talk about how... Bruce Willis distracts the man guarding the uh, car yeah. by singing My Girl and playing harmonica in the basement. Would you have sung along? Absolutely. It bothered me so much that the guy didn't join in. Oh my god, he's a criminal. He's Not a, even for a, a bar. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, we would, of course, yeah. but if you were a Russian oh, he spy totally wouldn't. trying to murder someone, you just can't, I think. I guess a Russian may not know the song. That's true. That's also true. That's, they might not. That's also true. Yeah. Okay. And he was very irate when he responded to him. He's like, "Listen, dude, get the fuck away from me." I don't even. I don't think he swore because there was no swearing in this whole no, thing. No, he but... definitely did not say fuck. No, but unless it was in a different language. But he ends up shooting out the guy's tires. Yep. Uh, oh my god, that was also jumping into the car with Maddie and speeding away yep. on like I think this was the best car chase yeah this was a great it was. car chase yeah. it was like the it stunts they were pulling funny. off and I loved all of his lines in it. it's like of course they're following us I wrote great defensive driving yeah <laughs> Such a stupid. It's like I have a perfect note. driving record. I have no interest in ruining in ruining because of a dumb chase. I'm like, no, this and is not a dumb chase. Like, well, they've caught up. Chase over. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's the so end of it, buddy. <laughs> they said that. Of course, these, they're still behind us. Each so of these episodes when... is supposed to be 1.6 mil, oh. and so you can see where it went in this episode because they have like dozens of cars yeah. on camera. And then the bad guy number three kills bad guy number two. We hope, we think. Yeah, we think. We, we never see it again. Was a, from there's that point a really on. huge car crash, and well, he flips. If we follow the logic, bad guy number two might be a good guy. He yeah. might be who the other guy is claiming to be, like a CIA agent that's trying to help them. Wait, bad guy number two? No, he's the guy who killed blonde man. He killed. No, that's number three. There's the real Roy Hirsch, yeah, the man who kills him at home and pretends yes. to and be then, him, and then the CIA pretends. Yes. Oh, the CIA pretender's not the man that get killed him at home? No, that no. was the Russian man. It's a different... That's the it point. It was the accent. They looked the same, but it, the accent was the only thing that I differentiated uh, the two. It okay, appears, then I don't know what was it, going on. It appears that the communique that everyone's fighting over goes from good guy Roy Hirsch to his assassin, allegedly a bad guy... In the to, blue car... The actual backup Russian assassin, another bad guy. So Who's it's like good, claiming bad, bad. to be part CIA. of the CIA. But if they're on the same team, why did one kill two? We never find out. That's not a lot. This makes no sense. Well, no, no, no. One didn't kill two. Three killed two. So, no, the, he died in the car crash. Yes, but why weren't he they working? He just died in the car crash. Why weren't so they working together? To kill him. He, cla- he, he said that he, he killed him. He tells Maddie in What's Her Butt. He's like, oh, I took care of him or whatever. Oh, well, the other one. He must have, maybe he ran him off the road. 
I, but yeah. Here's the thing is if they're working who who are these people working for? Are they not on the same team? Why are they at odds against each other? Like what are their motivations here? What's their purpose in the story? Because he blew so everything. Funny. He was ready to kill that diplomat in front of all those people. These are all day of rewrites. I just wrote one bad guy takes out the other. But maybe you're right. Maybe they didn't do that on purpose. It was just like because of the chase. Yeah, I don't think he was supposed to but we don't other. we don't even know if he died. Or yeah. Yeah, we never yeah. see him again. That's it. He just way. vanishes from the plot. So he uh, gets out of the car, tells them to get out of the car, like, CIA, put your hands up. And then they're like, oh my god, we've been running from the CIA? That's so crazy. He's just like the German thug, the henchman in the first episode, in the pilot. He vanishes. No, so no does one he ever all. show any IDs saying that he's a CIA agent? He nope. does. Okay. When does he gets he? out of the car, CIA, I'm pretty oh, sure he yeah, holds yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. he holds, shows them the badge. I was going to say, like, that's the time when you ask for ID. Like, but that's when the you're only being chased time. by multiple people. Uh, and they just take his word for it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's baffling. So, so they, yeah, go ahead. They give him the communique. Yes. And they settle it, say, okay, the first the first guy was good, but he's gone. Second guy's bad. We took care of that. Now you're back with the good guys. You're, you're with the angels again. Yeah. You're fine. And so he takes the communique, says that it says to kill this guy with the mole. Yeah. Which, blast it they, off. Why would he tell him what it says? Yeah, what no benefit for to that. him is that? Exactly. It, it weakens the, the information to and give And then it to he laughs. Else. Why is it funny? I don't know. He goes, <laughs> he does laugh. It's so what? crazy. It's so weird. Okay, go ahead. And uh, then he leaves to go tell someone or to make a phone call? Well, no. He, he just, goes he just leaves. But then Bruce Willis latches on to the fact that he didn't make a phone call. Yeah, that, that he's just leaving to go. I, so I think this guy is just... make a phone call? The to tell guy. them. Yeah. Tell like, somebody, and that does make sense. No, it does. He's just going. He's like, yeah, well, thanks for your help. Yeah. He's like, you did this for America, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, talk about going out with a whimper. Yeah, so, yeah, and you're totally right. That he, he, he thinks, like, okay, what, what? What was that? And oh. then he suddenly doesn't, uh... Like, they find crazy. out this information they've been looking for this entire time, and then he doesn't call his... Well, David's anyone. super disappointed as well, right? Yeah. Because he's like, this isn't the way it was supposed to end, and that's how we know. Yeah. Plus, it's there's not eight over. minutes left. That there has to be another turn, right? So, but he knows because the guy didn't react properly to receiving the information. Yeah. I also would have been suspicious that he told me the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I'd totally. be like, that is not a thing a CIA agent would be like, oh, we have this like top It's also something that Let the agent shouldn't should do either. So weird. Name, please. David Addison. Madeline Hayes. I'm sorry, but you're not on the guest list. That's because we're not guests. We're looking for a man with a mole on his nose. Mole on his nose? A mole on his nose. What kind of clothes? What kind of clothes? What kind of clothes do you suppose? What kind of clothes do I suppose would be worn by a man with a mole on his nose? Who knows? Did I happen to mention that I bothered to disclose this man that we're seeking with a mole on his nose? I'm not sure of his clothes or anything else, except he's Chinese. A big clue by itself. How do you do that? You gotta read a lot of Dr. Seuss. I'm sorry to say, I'm sad to report, I haven't seen anyone at all of that sort. Not a man who's Chinese with a mole on his nose with some kind of clothes that you can't suppose. So... Get away from this door and get out of this place, or I'll have to hurt you. Put my foot in your face. Oh. Time to go. Time to go. Okay, yes. So, uh, this again, last scene, what the fuck, where David is rhyming with the security guard. That was great. I loved that, too. That was just like a weird comedic beat. That was nonsense. Sometimes the show just goes off on those tangents, and you kind of just, this is like a, this felt like a little bit Twin Peaks for me, where it's just like a stylistic thing they've chosen to do. It was. I guess I gotta roll with it. They think rhyming's very funny for some reason. It's not. 
It's not. It's, it's a... Not. Guys, I want you to drink during this episode every time I've said the word nonsense. It's an old... It's an old type of comedy. Okay, well, and the way they was delivered too, and she's like, "What is up?" But she comments on the rhyming. She's like, "Yeah, I read a lot of Doctor Seuss." Yeah. He just kind of glances over it. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I, I did, we've all read a lot of Doctor Seuss. I have. I not. did love None that the of us security can, guard. Can do that. I love that the security guard gave him I don't back think I've read rhymes. Any Dr. Seuss. Like the, the security guard beat him at the rhyme game. Yeah. And like it, the rhymes made and sense. they didn't get in. Yeah, and <laughs> because that was, he lost at the rhyme game. That's, I love sucks that. Sucks at climbing. Sucks at winning rap battles. So they sneak in and they steal a waitress. Yeah. Oh, sorry, a waiter's outfit and a French maid uniform. Come on, Maddie. Time's a wasting. I'm not coming out. What do you mean you're not coming out? You have to come out. How are we gonna get to that banquet if you don't come out? This is humiliating. It's not humiliating. Serving food and drink to people is not humiliating. It's an important job. A vital link in nature's food chain. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this. What about it? Where's the rest of it? What are you talking about? I think you look terrific. I think all of you looks terrific. You leave any room in there for tips? That's it. Come on! Come on. I'm sorry. You're right. But we have no choice. Just remember, you're dressed like that for America. And I, for one, salute you. Salute you, Addison. That's good. I like that. Okay. Ready? Look, waitery. Which she's uncomfortable with for some reason. You're You're a model. model. You must have been like wearing almost nothing a lot of times. It looked a tad too small, but it wasn't. Not really. No, she was treating it as as if it was. Yeah, and she's always covering her cleavage with her hand, which just draws attention to it. (laughs) Sorry, but it's uh, tough to focus. But he said, do it for America, so she did. I, for one, salute you. Yeah. Leave enough room in there for tips. (laughs) Quote. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, that's disgusting. So David finds the mole, or the man with the mole, he dips. Oh, there's like three Chinese dignitaries sitting together. There's like a whole row of them. And he just go, he's going from person to person, like pushing their face into their plates to hide the moles. Maybe go and on no the other side reacting. of the table. That's why he was doing yeah. that. Yeah, he was like, I'm just going to quickly shove your face into this pie so no one can see that you have a mole. Yeah. And he does it to all of them so that they all have like pie on their face, which well, sets he... off a food fight. That distracts from the assassin while they take the assassin but down. But they are wrestling right in the middle of the floor and nobody is paying attention to the it. And the assassin has a gun out. Yes! Clearly a gun. I think and he like, even gets a shot off. It's very, very troublesome. And everybody is just focusing on this <laughs> food fight that's happening. He was trying to hide the mole by shot. And then everyone's throwing <laughs> pies. No one's helping them get the gun away from this guy. <laughs> no, and then why. Bruce Willis is like the whole, this giant banquet hall is just all these people of different <laughs> countries throwing pies at each other. Other. He just shoved his face in there immediately after he saw it. I thought like, he was so trying bad. to like get them to duck, but I agree. I also thought like, why is no one reacting to that? Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. Like, where's the security? There'd be yep. huge security at an event like that. Yeah, they were throwing they knew pies. A threat was coming. Or where or anyone with a gun? I guess they didn't know the threat was coming. They did because he says they like they know something's happening at the. With the Chinese dignitary. They okay. knew that before they even okay. got the communique. But they didn't know which one to protect they, out they of the nine, who so who do we exactly. look after? We can I think only it was have... like a potential threat, whatever. Like, they didn't know for sure. It was like, you know, they scu- right. there was scuttlebutt. Okay. Or whatever. Oh like, God. not enough mm-hmm. to cancel the event. Great use of scuttlebutt. Thank Don't you. hear that word enough. Oh, my God. God and then both dying. David and Maddie end up with cake in their face as the credits start to roll. See, I told you people could just come together. First, she gets cake, and then he laughs at her. Yes. And then he gets cake in the face, too. And it was adorable. Right? 
Uh, I just want to point out that in 85 and 86, uh, this was nominated by the Directors Guild for Best Drama and Best Comedy, the first time that it ever happened. Oh, wow. Two years in a row. Crazy. Wow. That is crazy. crazy. That's awesome. So this this was groundbreaking TV at the time. What do you think the clean for years comment was all about? Because he said that at the beginning and at the end. Clean so for like, years? What do you want? Or what's, what's something? He's like, I've been clean for years. What have you heard? And then he calls back to it at the finale. Oh, yeah. A waiter says, like, what are, you, what are you on? What's yeah. What, yeah. I was like, that's weird. It's just a, throw, it's just a throwaway like, joke. Yeah. Really specifying like, that he does drugs. He used to have drugs. a drug problem or something? Yeah, I used to party a lot. He's a fun guy. He's an adventurer. Okay, I have a donut question. Okay. Why did they change the name of the detective agency? Blue Moon, get, Blue Moon because. Yeah. I'm going to smile. My guess is because she was known for that already. Right. And, and that it would bring in clientele. That's what I was thinking, too. I thought that or it's... Um, it's it, because he's in love with her from the beginning. No, it's because... No, that's okay. That could be your reason. I My, believe he is. I think it was to... But so is she. Um... Maybe, like, get her more on board. Like, make it more about her. But I think your reason is probably the real reason. I think, yeah. Is that I think it's a, it better seller. He to, wants her name. To the audience, yeah. And he does literally say that. Yes. So I wonder if in, in episode two is when uh, it changes. If he, like, changes it right away, maybe. Yeah, I have no idea. But that was literally the only thing that seemed to change. Their relationship seemed the same. They didn't seem, like, any more together. Than they no. were before. No. no, no one. We saw no other characters. This Agnes woman, who like literally is just there to rhyme. She seems. has her job back. Can you imagine? If that's your job, like as an actor. She's also the only other series regular. Yes, I was gonna say that. I knew Amazing. that from the. Like, I there's hope only she four gets more to do than that because that's so boring for it's, her. It's it's. You guys want to get raced through this quiz? Let's go also, do this. Hard to learn all that. Well, I guess maybe if it rhymes, it might be easier to And learn. you don't have to say that many lines in a row, either. Slam. We donut got a donut. on the table. Quiz on the table. Now, because this is a procedural, we're, we already know how this is going to go, but let's check it out. All right. Uh, da, 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 ba, ba. Maddie's finance manager skips town with all of her cash. Is this ever brought up again? In is this the... a yes or no question? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just going to go okay. with... Uh, <laughs> I was like, 50-50? 50-50. No, you wish. A, yes. He's dead, and it's revealed in the in the uh, middle episodes. B, no, why bother? C, yes, Bruce catches him and brings him back. Or D, yes, he hires the detective agency. Ooh. And by Bruce, of course you mean David. David. Bruce. Yeah, David Bruce. I'm going with uh, A, final answer. That he's dead? Okay, very good. Hannah? I'm going to say C. Oh, that's all both great, but no, he's never mentioned again. That's what that was where I was leaning towards. True to, towards true the to whole form time. for this story, but also didn't want to answer. I that. wanted to be C, but then I feel like if she ever got the money back, it would take away really yeah. the impetus for the whole plot. Totally, right? totally. So she can't get the money back, but it feels like something he would do. Be like, what? Someone stole from you? I'm gonna track him down. <laughs> anyway. Aside from Agnes DePesto, the rhyming receptionist, no other employees at Blue Moon Detective Agency are identified. Who are the other people in the office? Are they A, drifters, B, detectives, C, people who have rented out office space from Blue Moon Detective Agency, or D, clients desperate for help? Oh, God. Are we making this up? I feel like it's no. none of these. It is one of these. C. See that they're buying shared office space. That's what I'm going to guess. That is a very logical and a sensible solution. What do you think, buddy? I'm, I'm going to go with 
detectives. They are other detectives. Dang it! They have a full staff That's of detectives, like, but no cases. Yeah, like I don't. Who else could they be? None really of those answers they were are good. Be support staff, like bunch of secretaries. I almost put support staff as a possible answer, and I thought that makes no sense. I would have <laughs> yeah, I should have then. None right. of it makes sense. No, it doesn't. It literally doesn't. When does Agnes DePesto step into the limelight and get her own focused episode? In is it season one? Season two, season three, or season five, the final season? Mm, I'm going with three, C. I'm going to say B, season two. It is season one, which is why it's wow. a donut question, because <laughs> she gets her own episode on number four. It's That's a, shocking. You should have been said, you should, is, is it episode two, three, four, five? I thought about it, and I was like, that's like not even a quiz, that's like trivia. Yeah. So uh, it's still one nothing Saskia. For now. Damn it. Pilot, a dead body is clearly, clearly a mannequin with a knife sticking out of it. Uh, is this technique employed again in the first season? You already told us it was. Mm, I did. <laughs> yes, did. I did. Guess what? Yes. There's not a lot of options. So yes. that's the answer. <laughs> Uh, but, but, but. That's your fault. We didn't know. I didn't even notice I didn't it was American. I didn't you either. totally could have gotten us on that it one. Was, it was totally American. You can like, because no, they you. drop it I, right not, on yeah. his face. I'm not saying you're wrong. So silly. Um, Manny's revealed to have a pet in the first season. What type of animal is it? Oh my god. Before you give us an option, can we just guess off the top of our head? Absolutely. Like not right or wrong, just like... You know what? Let's just do that. I feel like it's, for me, let's go even like species. Yeah. It's a bird. For me, it's 100% a cat. Uh, it is a fish. Oh, you should get but us. Bird, See, I... bird and cat were both options. She has the most boring A bird that pet tells in her how beautiful she is. Or something. Was it a parakeet? No, it was a fish. She has a dumb fish. Was it a parakeet? Was it a parakeet? <laughs> All right, here's one just for Saskia. Okay. I mean, it's for both of you, but I picked this one specifically because I thought you'd enjoy it. What is David Addison's favorite non-alcoholic drink? Mm-hmm. Detective David Addison. Is it iced tea, chocolate milk, lemonade, or plain tap water? <laughs> Go lemonade. Okay. I'm going to say chocolate milk. Point for Hannah. Oh! It is chocolate milk. <laughs> it comes up a lot. Bruce Willis loves it. It's the most childish option of all the options. Oh, uh, man. Noah, you tricked me because you said it was a question just for me. I was like, I love lemonade. That's the answer. And you love Bruce Willis. Yeah. You know what I hate? Chocolate yeah. milk. I love chocolate. Well, you can't drink any. I know, but milk, even but... before I could drink milk. Oh, it's delicious. Like it. It's so weird because I love hot chocolate. Yeah. Hate chocolate milk. I love love it. That's really so weird. It's I prefer weird. chocolate really milk enough. to hot chocolate. Okay. It has to be heated up, but I can't. and I hate warm milk without chocolate. In oh my god. It. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Go ahead. All right. It's tied. It's tied right now. I want this donut. I got a couple here. So there's two. I the want whole both donuts. there's two. The whole show is based around allegedly like getting them to sleep together. Yes. But how many times do David and Maddie kiss in the first season? Is it one, two, five, or zero? And remember I am counting stage kisses. What does that mean? As like, in, like, like quick, kiss me so we look like we're doing something over here. Oh. We gotta look like we're a couple or whatever. 
I will answer. Do what you care to answer. Uh, I have my answer. Okay, I'm gonna say two. I'm also saying two. Uh, the answer is zero. The answer is I zero. Knew kisses. It. I was gonna. I was like, I was also gonna go zero, but then he kiss. said stage I know, kisses. Trying to freaking trick us. I am trying to trick you. Yeah. I got. I got one last one that's barely a question. Well, one of us needs to get it, otherwise we gotta share the donuts. I knew. Uh, this one is not in the donut, but I really enjoyed this fan site I found for oh, Moonlighting. Um, it's written in the voice of all the different characters, and they're all in charge of different sections. So, like, David Addison's character is all in charge of, like, ooh, here's all the red-hot pics of David and Maddie from the series. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so, what is the number one Moonlighting fan site I am encouraging people to check out right now? Is it A, Moonlighting.org, B, DavidandMaddie.com, C, MaddieMaddieMaddie.com, or D, BruceWillis'sGod.ca? That's a website that Saskia started. Yeah. Pays four ninety nine to keep her running a month. Go ahead. A month. Yeah, four ninety nine a month. That's yeah. how much you care about Bruce Wallace being God. I can Wallace. see it. Bruce Willis. Bruce being Wallace. God. I'm going with B. Okay. Uh oh god. I'm so brain Moonlighting.org. It was David Maddie, and Maddie. David and Maddie. Maddie. And Maddie Maddie Maddie. And Bruce Willis is God. Right. I think it's B, but then we're going to be tied. I was either A or B for me, but I'm going with B. You're going with B? Okay. I'm going to say B, too. I you guys are tied. It is. <laughs> Definitely. Go check out davidandmaddie.com. It's great. The guy made a bunch of puzzles and stuff for well, you. Well, we know Saskia We can well. each win a one uh, of them, and you can... loves yeah. that. You so, can guess what they are, as guys. well as Piers Ray, actually, because I, okay. I know what they are. Mm, wow, that looks good. We have brand new ones. Which we, what do we got Whoa, here? What'd you guys This one looks win? like it has marshmallow on top. Is this okay. a s'more donut? Yes, it beautiful. is. Oh, are you proud that I guessed that? Yes. Congratulations, you two. And look at that one. Very nice. Oh my yes, god, that look, looks so nice. What's that one? Did you say? Nope. What Car- is it? Car- caramel. Nope. It looks like toasted marshmallow as well. Campfire donut. Lemon meringue. Oh. oh. Not as exciting as s'more, but Are still joking? very nice. Are you joking? This was this. I was going to get the s'more one for the donut, but this is the one I really wanted because well, I love lemon. Then it looks like you guys both got exactly <laughs> got the, the donuts ones you we wanted. wanted. That's Beautiful hilarious. end to the year. Yes. And <laughs> to an the season. amazing season. It was a really totally. good season. Yes. Really and really uh, we're yes, yes, no on, on checking out Moonlighting. Oh, Moonlighting, you got to see it. you got to at least check out the I'm pilot. A hard no. It's, it's adorable. And yeah. I, I love it. Their chemistry is palpable. boring. Right. I was I was All enjoying right. the whole time yeah. and I'm pretty not. much smiling the whole time. I, I was very pleasantly surprised by this. I, was, I did not I expect it to like be as good as it I was. I would be less angry if that hot dog thing hadn't happened. That was that so That hot dog thing was so silly. Brilliant. Like how was he even going to know there was a sausage in their fridge? I think he brought it with him. Exactly. I think and he okay, it with that him. sausage was so round and short. It was the weirdest sausage I've ever seen. It was fucking massive yeah. and super it short. It looked like a it was like a Coke finger. can made of meat. Yeah, it was. I liked it. Like that. Okay, guys, let's pick a new show for next season. Season three, episode one. Okay, our Your premiere. number is 964. I'm going to pick 25. Okay. Nice and low. What are you going to pick, Saskia? I'm going with 272. Okay. You don't get to pick for the premiere, do you? No. Okay. Well, we'd like, it's good to have a good one, so maybe if you guys have failed pretty badly, I'll throw a number in there. Yeah, you're kind of always our, our saving grace. Oh my gosh. Okay, 272, animation, action, adventure, Spider-Man. Wow. Which one? 1994. Ooh, the good one. Is it? Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a decent one. Whose donut? Yeah. Is it mine? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. 
Well, I will definitely know nothing about that, but I am definitely into watching it. What year did I just say? 94. So it wouldn't have been the one that I was saw when I was You're thinking of like the 60s one. Classic Spider-Man? I don't know. There was one that was on all the time when I was a kid and like... Spider-Man. How can I explain it? I'm Spider-Man. like, you know, he had gray hair, the old guy at the newspaper. J. Like, Jonah they Jameson. all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, that's you know, not going to delineate which one it was. Uh, yeah, I, I used to get that theme song stuck in my head like it was a, a problem. It's yeah. so catchy. It's an amazing theme song. Okay, uh, 25 is a comedy from 2013 called White Girls. Oh my god, no. Oh, um, I'm going to... Pa- is it still on? I don't think so. I mean, let's No, we it don't up. have any shows that don't, are still yeah, on. Yeah, no typing. Yeah, there's lots of shows that are still on. Oh! Of course. Oh, it's the other show that you don't have any. Yes. yes never mind. We don't do that on Clash. Because we're cool. Never no. mind. There are definitely it ongoing shows. It is still on. White Girls? Yeah. What? 2013 Network, to it present. It is... Oh, there's like no information about it on IMDb here. So I bet you it's not really on. No one's just changed that. Um, maybe? Would you like to pick it you know what? or are we You're going right. with Spider-Man? You're right. There's I'm just only... trying to see... There's five seasons of Spider-Man, 13 episodes. Is this animated? Yeah. Oh. I think we should watch it. Let's sure. do Spider-Man, because this other one does we not We also started our last I season mean, with an animated show. Talk about clickbait, right? Like, people like superheroes. Yeah. We haven't done many superheroes yet. Yeah. People love Spider-Man. Right, and guys, we're just due for a new one. For season three. Yes. We are going to get another classic uh, theme song. Yeah. <laughs> that we will be singing at you, probably. And here comes that classic theme song from Moonlighting. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.